the pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not fact. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, podcast listeners. This is the Spitting Nonsense Podcast, hosted today by uh, none other than Jasmine and uh, the Zach. other co-host, Zach. Zachary. Zach. Zach is back, and he, I can't, I, there's a lot of words that rhyme with my name. But and like, you were going to say he smoked crack. I know exactly what you were going to say. Multiple ways. Yeah, yeah. His name is Zach. He's Black back, hat. and he broke his... My back. <laughs> back? Ew. He's back, and he broke his back. I know. I, uh, Lame. Eminem, twenty twenty four. I snapped my spine on, on the corner of the desk. I snapped my spine on the I corner of the desk. Just right. I hit L thirty six just right. <laughs> it was the best. All right. Um, <laughs> what has been happening? This week? <laughs> Zach broke his back. Ugh. Mm. Uh. What has been School. happening this week? School for you. Yeah. Well, work for me, but, um, I mean, other than my free time. I got a little bit of refund from school, so that's cool. Oh, nice. A little I have extra cash, a little pocket cash. I gotta look forward to re- if I get any refunds for uh, taxes. Yeah. I, I did my sister's time. taxes for her. Whoo, once you have a child. Ha <laughs> ha. That should be having you, like, feeling like that first time you watch High School Musical. You know what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> you might not know what I'm talking about, different age. But uh I watched it, but I was like But but on. right, but you weren't in your prime to like it, it was to not targeted. It. Right, it was not targeted for your age group. No. Like okay. it, When did that come out? 2005? 2005. So, I would have been 7. I was 11. I could still understand it, but I didn't have the cognitive thoughts that's what i'm saying on. like you it's were just, you, you were starting to develop those so yes that was good it, it, like i said it was one of those things that stuck in me like a core memory you know what i mean like that that's that definitely stuck in my core memory but yeah. uh <laughs> so besides that yeah. i mean i've been playing power world i've been getting a lot better at it i moved my one of my bases i just uh which i made a start a whole thing you saw it it now has a factory floor built into it now right uh and then i put stone walls around it then i deconstructed my first base and put it on top of a mountain that has like seven ore spots so Uh i just have continuous people working up there giving me ore. right so yeah i pretty much uh maximized at least how to get ore to make ingots because there's no there's no automated way of doing yeah, there's no automated way of doing that, like logging or, you know, like the stone so, factories. Which so, is fine, but yeah. I would want it for ingots, but that's going to take... Because I looked at the tree more, you have refined ingots, which is something you have to do. Then I learned about Yes, coal. I know. I just installed my first improved furnace. Yeah, I was like, be, I'm going to get around to that soon here, too. Uh, I went all the way to the desert. 
Yeah, I've been to the desert. Fuck the desert. Fuck the desert, dude. <laughs> it's it's so not cool, man. There's like, so many. Is there anything to the south, uh, uh, east? That way. Yeah, down to the right. No. I like it, cause it just kind of looks foggy, and I don't see anything I don't off in the distance. They could add more in the future, but at the same time, then you have to the southwest. You have the giant Mount Obsidian, which is all right, the right, right. I'm not even talking about the fireplace. I'm just talking about to the bottom right. No, like that whole so. area. Some people have been speculating that they might like do an update. Update the map, as in like fat, some, fatty somebody, update. <laughs> somebody created this weird thing where the tree, the big tree in the center, uh-huh. is is the big tree of the center of the actual instead we're on one slice of the map we're in the the bottom right corner then there's the bottom right t- bo- the top right, right the top left and the bottom left. so they think there's four separate they they create this whole thing of four separate maps plus also if you look at the map the whole map it looks like a uh, a quarter so oh, by the way i remembered what i named mine it was the indigo peninsula got it yeah i i mean mine eridessa but that was the whole thing anyways that got me to go back because I got tired of playing open world games for a bit since I was continuously playing them. And yeah, like I, like, I have been switching on and off between that, like because it can get monotonous after a little while. Uh-huh. Like, and you know, it's it's an early stage game. Like, I don't expect it to hold me like M- Minecraft does. You know what I mean? Like, because Minecraft, I could discover something new every hour. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that's just. Um, I've been going to caves on Power World. Right. Those. I marked them on my. Oh, so, you just mark them? Well, because, like, I mark them with the, the mining marker, the pickaxe, mm-hmm. and then if I go back to the location, either sometimes they'll be there, or sometimes they'll they they It respawns every 200 minutes, so, like, uh, uh, some of them are permanent ones, and some of them aren't. Yeah. Like, they jump and they close sometimes. That's why I, I mark them, just in case, like, hey, if I, fa- if I go back there... Well, I mean, when I say every 200 minutes, I mean every other 200 minutes. Like, uh-huh. so it, go- it stays on for 200 minutes, and then it closes off. And then for a few hundred minutes, and it turns back on. Yeah, so, no, that's what I said. But I still mark it, so just in case if I go back there, it might be available. Right. Anyways, uh, like I said, it, before Power World, I, I stopped playing those for a bit, so I was playing more so Metro series I talked about, which is way, way uh, uh, single player and linear, at least for the first two. The third one dives more into the open world concept, but not as much as like an actual true open world game. Right. So I felt like I was getting myself back up to playing it. Then Power World came out, I played that, but now I've jumped back into Frontiers of Pandora because I left that off. But I think it's just because I was, after a while of playing the same game continuously for long stretches of, for, not long stretches of time, but condensed stretches of time. Yeah. It gets, it, you get tired of it, I feel like. I, I get it. Yeah. Not all games, I'm taking my time with Jedi Survivor, and I'm okay with that, you know what I mean? Coming back like, to the Frontiers of Pandora, was like, uh, it just, it was a fresh, a breath of fresh air because of the environment. It's really well done. Right. Same with Jedi Survivor. Like, fantastic environment. Yeah. So, but other than that, I've been doing... I've finished Workaholics, which I, I always enjoy how they ended it. I always enjoy how they how they did actually the season. They, they ended each season. They ended each season as if it was the last episode of the series. 
Right. They made it feel like if if they didn't get canceled, then it wouldn't feel like they, like Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, they got the <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. I feel like uh, at, like at the end of every season, I felt like it was ending because half the time they were going to jail. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was like, oh, they could just drop it off here. You know what I mean? And exactly. Like they didn't have any like stories to wrap up because it was all like exactly conjecture. Also, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like the final episode of Workaholics definitely did it did a good job with how they wanted to end the show uh but i recommend that i've been just going through old shows that i it's like i work so scrubs has one i've been started but i think i i dropped off of it because uh something else took my 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 uh attention and i think it's because i started workaholics and i don't right. love that show joe's been uh, joe oh my god that just goes to show how much joe and mariah are on my mind yeah. oh my god um Brian has been watching Power, yes. Uh, like, and I've been catching some of that, and I really don't like it. There is, I just don't four, like it. Like, there is the there's Power, and then there's spinoff. There, no, there's called. multiple books of Power, and then there's spinoff shows of Power. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. He sent created his whole universe. He did. He did. Like, and that one guy's face just pisses me off. I know which one you're talking about. Why does he? Oh my god! I don't want to say why does he look like that, but like. All right, I have a face for radio. At, so, at some point, I I'm going back through the old, early like family two thousands drama shows. I'm uh, not drama comedy shows. So you have Malcolm in the Mount Middle, which I've been starting. Then I think after that one, I'm gonna go to Everybody Hates Chris because I I also, I, I haven't watched that in a while. Um, so... Nah, bro, you gotta watch King of Queens. I mean, I could do that as well. King of Queens <laughs> is so funny. So, I don't know. I've been doing that. But, um, I don't think I've watched any films recently. Um, I watched Home Alone 2. We watched Jurassic Park 3. That's we right. watched, we watched Jurassic Park uh, We watched, uh, well, not with you, with Mark. My friend Mark has moved in. I'm yeah. very excited to have him here, you know, uh... It's like a, a brother that's uh, from a different mother. You know what I mean? But uh, he's been around my family for a long time. And he's one of our longtime podcast listeners. And I just want to shout out to Mark because even Zach loves Mark. Yeah, he's cool. He's tight. He's uh, in he's, the other room doing whatever he's doing. He's right chilling. Now. He's chilling. Yeah, so. But uh, uh, I have some What else did I watch? Oh, National Treasure 1 and 2. Yeah, I watched both of those. Um, what did I watch with Katie? There was something that we watched. Indiana Jones number one. We were gonna watch it all the all the way through. We started with number one to go all the way because I know, I I remember the first three and the fourth one really well. Right. The fifth one I haven't seen. You said it's not great, but I can understand how it's not great. We don't talk about the fourth one because, and I figured it out. I, f- I figured out the fourth why the fourth one and the fifth one do not aren't as good as the originals because they got away from the religious pretext of the of the um, of the artifacts that they're taking they got away from it so instead like in, yeah not even the religious pretext I think that they less so relied on historical, historical facts stuff and got into more cosmic yeah for bullshit. sure for like, sure like so like, with the originals you had the Raider, the lost art the ark of the covenant which is actually right which is like real things that people are coveted uh-huh. after you yeah. know what i and mean like the second one temple of doom deals with uh satan, satan not satanical 
uh, sacrificial sacrifice, dealing with the idea of like, oh my God, uh, witchcraft and stuff like that, which is built into actual history. And then the third one is dealing with the Holy Grail. Right. Yeah. And I felt like those really grounded. Which are all it. common themes, they, you know, people seek these things like. Then they just started going off and the crystal skull. Ooh, it's aliens this time. They started going off, man. Like, and I was just like, this shit's weird. And then Dial of Destiny is all about time, and I that shit's weird. Which I for now it, but like the The spare Nazi. I'll never forget him. The reason why I'm excited (laughs) for the video game is because it looks like it's going back to that kind of. Oh yeah, the video game looks cool. Keeping into the historical context. And they're and they've got him at like middle age. You know what I mean? So you know what they've immortalized him as a middle aged man. They they made it actually. He can't break his leg in the game. The original Indiana Jones (laughs) feel more like how the Uncharted games are than the Uncharted movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like because they had the spiritual supernatural shit going on. So in, I feel in, like that's what made Uncharted special is that they had a theme and they stuck to it. You know what I mean? Like, and they really crafted their their art piece when it when it came to that and their characters because that's the most important part about uh, Uncharted is fucking Nathan Drake. You Plus, know what I mean? Know that it did have some grounded in reality. It had the supernatural aspect, like big time. Yeah, Jones, like, but not it, it wasn't a super big portion of it, and that's why I don't like the fourth and fifth one because it feels like they pushed that way more than they right the like yeah when you play uncharted like you're like oh there's a skeleton you know what i mean like let's kill the skeleton that's cool like uh but when it comes to indiana jones they're just like oh my god this whole glass fucking skull we have to let you know about it like there's sacrifices going on there's also, people was, dying i mean it was it was it was fine for like some of the aspects of it having like supernatural abilities but then they made it more caught co- i I just don't like. I don't like how they they got away from the historical. I feel like that's that. what made National Treasure a treasure. <laughs> because yeah. you know I'm right. Like that movie really stuck with a large majority of the pop population so much so that they made a second one that sucked. Like, like. Wasn't that one the? What, okay, the first one is them taking the Declaration of Independence. Uh-huh. The second one is. I don't even remember it that well. Uh, they, they, like, continue looking for more treasure, like... That's it? It's not, like, anything specific? No, it's, like, not really even anything specific. They just kind of twist off of the first one, like, right. and it's just, it's, it's a weird film. On that note of our rant of, of old, uh, what would you call them, expedition films, uh, I'm yeah, gonna start with... epics. Na- I'm gonna start with the naked truth now and give you some, uh, context. Naked truthy. Naked truthy. Nike Truthy. I have three, actually, that I chose. I gave you some context on one of them, which is Balloon Fest 86, which is about an event in Cleveland, Ohio, where they released 1.5 million balloons in uh, in, uh, 1986. Or we could talk about Globsters, which are um, organic pieces of matter that have washed up on shore, but they really can't identify what they are. Or we can talk about the M497 Black Beetle, which is a rail car that was experimented in New York City that had jet engines attached to it. Did it run on jet fuel? Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about balloon death, organic spheres, or jet car, uh, jet trains? 
Let's do jet trains. Jet train. Okay. The M- I don't know why that sounds so interesting. The M four nine. The M forty. Uh, M four hundred ninety seven Black Beetle, nicknamed the Black Beetle by the press. It was originally called the M four nine seven. It looks like this. Think of it as an old rail car, but on top <laughs> they put some two jet engines. So. What the hell? Uh-huh. There's an experimental rail car test bed. It looks like it would get really hot really fast. Developed and tested in 1966. Like the roof of that thing is going to be fucking melting. No one one rode this. Just to let you know. No one rode this. This was an experimental test to see how fast they can make rail cars. So nobody was inside. No, 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 no. This was something they did. They tested it and they're like, yeah, this is not safe. And they stopped. (laughs) But it did reach really good speeds. So um, the car in, in... July 23rd, uh, July, uh, let me go into the back, uh, back end of this. It is a, it is what is a, a, the existing Bud rail diesel car. It is, was a, uh, just a, a rail car at the time that was very well, well used around New York City. And why are you looking at Book of Secrets, dude? Because the movie, like it, like nothing happened the entire time. Okay. Like, I don't know what else to say. They're all like the clues. Like, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, it's, like, a really fast cut. And then, like, there's a slow-mo cut. And it's it's really incohesive. And they're just, like, accusing his family of assassinating John Wilkes. Or, uh, assassinating Abraham Lincoln. Why does Sorry. it matter, though? Okay, whatever. I don't... In the, in the present? I don't know. Why does it matter? Like, are they just going to persecute his family? You know what I mean? Like... I don't know. He's the next John Wilkes Booth. Oh Jesus! National, we're talking about National Treasure Book of Secrets, but back to this rail car thingy though. Uh, they just took a normal rail car at the time and then put two uh, jet engines on top that were originally used for a intercontinental bomb. Um, <laughs> they just stuck it on the top. No, I'm sorry. Thing. I was la- I was oh, laughing it's a Award for, for worst actor and worst supporting actor. Oh, John Voight. What happened? John Voight is a bad person. Um. Where was I? I'm sorry. So, in July 23, July 23rd of 1966, they tested this. Um, it reached speeds of up to 183 miles per hour. That's not even that fast comparatively not to how compar- fast we go now. Not compared to what, what we have now. But like, back like, then, like I'm sure that they were just like, like oh my god, yeah, like a bullet train? Yeah. How much did they go, like 500? Three, almost two, 300 miles an hour. Almost 300? Uh-huh. Maybe I was thinking of a plane. Yeah. No, but uh, for a time... They were trying to get it to go plain. But for the time in 1966, this was incredibly fast. Rail cars went quick. They went probably... I don't think they went up to 100 miles per hour, though. So this thing pushed it probably like three... Like triple what they originally were uh, specified for speed. Right. Especially... Even with this uh, performance, though, it had been built relatively cheaply using existing parts. And the project was not considered viable commercially, so no one wrote it. The railroad gathered valuable test data regarding the stresses of high-speed rail travel. So uh, uh, on equipment and tracks then existing in America, and it became really a stepping stone to the modern uh, speeds that we see of rail cars and bullet trains now is upon this test. Because, of course, we're not attaching jet engines to it. But we're using the same kind of propulsion system, and it, it, not, not as not. Well, mm. hold on, hold on. Yeah, I we're was using, like that. There, we're using the mechanics of, of it to help help a little bit, not entirely. We're using like the way. 
essentially... We've just streamlined engines yeah. at this point. Like, well, that, the, I think the bullet trains now are use magnetic force to push them along. They do, along the track. That yeah. that helps to push them along, uh-huh. yes. But it, it's not their sole proponent of, of... Oh, it's not, definitely Like, not. force, you know? No, but... Essentially, this gave us the idea that we can, we can make uh, transportation like that way faster than it originally was. Um... It continued to serve Penn Central after the jet engines were removed. So, of course, after, like, they went through, they took them off, and then they brought them. Right, and then it was a normal train again. Yes, until 1977, so it still lasted. But I guarantee you, because of that test, it probably gave it a great amount of wear and tear that it was not prepared for for doing. Well, I'm sure in, like, the the wheels and the spokes, you know what I Uh mean? Like, just, yeah. No, this thing was, uh... Maybe on the tracks mostly is this, what I'd be concerned about. This thing was incredibly quick for the time, but of course there was no testing of a human in it. Probably a good How thing. How fast does an average train go in the 60s? Okay. Average rail car. Ooh, jeez. Uh, speed 1960. I cannot type for shit. I know that some weirdo, not weirdo. Passengers trade speeds, eighty-seven miles an hour, roughly. Okay. So like it. it went, it went almost. At a constant speed, that's pretty fast. Yeah. You know what I mean. But even set, even then, it went about double that. Right. So, just. It's gonna fly off the tracks for show. Sure. Yeah. No, it's gonna be like the end of bullet train. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Where the train actually turned into a bullet. Uh huh. It, it did, <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, but could you imagine if they actually tested somebody on this? Like they would have to strap them in first off. Why does it, this sound like the plot of the next Fast and the Furious film? You know, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if the la- the final one. I wouldn't put it aside from them. Would be about a them using a train to go to space. Ejecto cedo, cuz except he's just straddling a rocket. <sighs> What old, there's a very old film of a, of a cowboy on the back of a, of a like a missile going down. Very, it's black and white. I would have to right, right, right. Like you're, you're you're talking old, like 40s, uh-huh, like uh-huh. maybe before. Hold on, man, saddling, rocket. Not that. Uh, movie. Guarantee I'll find it. That sounds like a good name for a Doctor porno. Uh, no, that's not Doctor Strange Love. Man, Is it Doctor Strange Love. Possibly. That sounds right. It might be. I don't know. I know what I know which one I'm thinking of though. When I when mom lie those eyes like fire, I'm up. Yeah, but oh we no, it is do- it is Doctor Strange Love. I I'm incorrect. It's th- it's fire. this scene. If I can get it to play, you know what? Ads happen. Oh look, uh, we'll talk about that one we soon. The ad that I'm looking at. But since we're talking about like going to space, we have to talk about astronauts. As um, when they go to the moon, there is a risk of environmental um, catastrophe going, as they could be at risk. They're of worried about that moon bending slots. it over and letting that moony breathe. Okay. <laughs> that asshole, let that moony breathe. <laughs> Does the moon have knees? I found it. <laughs> I found. I found the, the 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 one with the dude 
writing on the back of it all the way down. That's how. What I year was. did that come out? This was in 1964. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not as old as I thought it was. No. I thought it was like 40s. No. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we're talking about... Nasser. Nasser and uh, astronauts in the space as they go to the moon again, possibly, in the future. Um, they have to... They're doing tests because, of course, when we go back, we're going to do a lot more exploration than we did right uh, back in 1960s, uh, the 1970s. But um, they said as we're getting closer to the crewed Artemis mission's launch date, it's important to keep our astronauts, our equipment, and our infrastructure as safe as possible. Um, this work is helping us uh, prepare uh, what awaits on the moon as what the... Uh, what they're doing uh, at the University of Maryland uh, is they're testing um, they're moon, moon quakes generated by activity at the fault lines, which compose significant... There's a lot of fault lines on the moon, okay? There's a lot of shifting plates going on on the moon, and moon quakes are a fucking thing. So, like, in this study, they're trying to build more stable materials uh, and, and, you know, landers and stuff like that that can withstand the uh, quakes that are coming from the lunar south pole where they're trying to install this new base. You just have, like, uh, this fault line just, like... Shift? Yeah, just all of a sudden. <laughs> it becomes a cliff in, like, matter of, like, minutes. I mean, you could probably just jump up there, but besides the point... Ah. Uh, like, the circumference of Earth's moon has shrunk by about 150 feet over the past few hundred million oh, so years. As its lost heat from the satellite's interior structure has caused uh, the entire thing to contract. Uh, this seemingly subtle transformation has formed the moon's brittle surface to wrinkle and, and fracture at locations where sections of the crust came into contact, causing widespread warping and the appearances of fault zones. So, the... <laughs> It's an incredibly unstable space with a... What if moonfall becomes a real thing? Stop. Like, this is this is what happened. You it, gotta go inside, turn the machine back on. Yeah, the Dyson Sphere. Yeah, yeah. Hollow moon, hollow earth. You know, We're all about it here. Geostorm and moonfall are both the same film. You know what? Mark actually liked the movie so much, even though he fell asleep, that he woke back up the next day and finished the film. Which one? Uh, Geostorm. Oh, okay. He, he's really big into uh, uh, disaster, disaster films. Disaster films. Like, it's his favorite. Like, he watched, I don't know, in December, he probably watched 2012 four or five times. I wonder I wonder if he likes the film Disaster Movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so we watched Geostorm the other day, and then we watched Greenland. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one was freaky. You could call Disaster Movie a disaster film. Yeah, that was something else that I watched. I actually liked Greenland. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, uh, you should have him watch San Andreas next. He's seen San Andreas, okay, and neither you, one of us like it. And you should have him watch... At least the, I think so. What's, what's the other one? There's San Andreas, and then there's another one. I think it's called just Empire. He's never requested San Andreas, so maybe he hasn't seen it? I don't know. I don't know, I gotta ask him. Well, if I don't ask him, I'm sure he's probably listening. There's Armageddon. There's probably... And he'll tell me. What? I said he'll tell me, because he does listen to the pods there is the core technically that is a apocalyptic film disaster film well they have to go to the core of the earth to try to stop it from blowing up bro have i watched that sci-fi original film about the black hole in st louis what (laughs) which okay hold on have i watched the sci-fi original film 
about the black hole in the Saint, black hole in St. Louis. The black hole. Did not know this existed. Well, of course, it was a TV. That is a movie. real film that I watched Atomic on the Sci-Fi Channel. Experiment goes awry in St. Louis, Missouri, unleashing not only a big black hole but also a creature from the beyond that feeds the electricity swallowed, through bro. the streets of this Midwest. City. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, we gotta watch that one. <laughs> like, right. I forgot that I didn't tell you about that one. We're, like, that's we got way off topic. Black hole, St. Louis. Who knows? They might find one on the moon. Anyways, so for the Artemis mission that's coming up here in the next months or so, um, they have to just like basically pre- prepare for these events because what if they sudden changes in the lunar surface could cause their uh, machine failure? It could cause people to die. You know what I mean? Like land, which... yes, yes, uh, regolith ma- landslides that are going on up there, mm-hmm. like. I I'm really big into geology, so it's a it's I'm a big risk about because not only that, like depending on where they're they're landing, like if this stuff happens, it, it, like during their landing, it could also fuck it up. If it happens, like when they're trying to leave, it can mess them up. Like it's a whole thing. They essentially this mission is to test the viability of being able to land on the moon's surface again, being able to collect data about it, and the possibility of being able to put more stations on the moon a possible like per- like station who knows We're- so uh but regolith what i was telling you about uh the resulting shakes have the potential to dislodge the rubble like material known as regolith that coats the lunar surface triggering landslides up to 10 kilometer kil- kilometers from a given fault zone that could damage structures or even endanger the lives of the astronauts that's what i was going to read yeah. um but yes, regolith is a real thing. It's, it's all. It's dangerous. Like right now, the two such missions to de- try to get onto the moon's surface, as part of 2024, have been met with failure. We talked about the Peregrine la- moon lander, which was gonna land on the moon, but was forced to end its mission by burning up in the uh, a- atmosphere because propulsion anomaly was detected. We just, we we talked about the propulsion anomaly. I remember that we did. So. Yeah, space. Uh, Japan's slim spacecraft was able to survive the perilous automated descent to the lunar surface, but crashed directly into its nose and uh, broke its fucking solar plates off, and it couldn't recharge to come back. Home. So it died. Yeah, it, it yeah, died. Cool. It made a nose dive. Awesome. We're gonna watch the black hole here at some point in the future. I don't know. That sounds interesting. Dude, uh, I was trying to tell you, bro. It's definitely like a C or D rated film, but I definitely watched it. Speaking of C or D rated, we gotta talk about, well, they weren't even, like, that's a trip, that's an actual A, 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 A budgeted film, The Meg. Um, yes, but the it Meg. feels like a concept for a C or D rating. Yes, yeah, so this, this, uh, next article was put in here slightly as a joke for Mark, and also for a joke for Brian. Um, cause I told them, I was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you want to watch the fucking Megalodon? I'm going to talk about the goddamn Megalodon on the podcast. And they're like, no, you aren't. We're going to go see the third one in the theaters. I still haven't seen the first two. It would just matter. be fucking crazy. You, you don't need to see it. You just watch the that third one. That sounds nuts. <laughs> oh my fucking God. You uh, can watch the second one out of concept and you would still, you would still have a story that like feels like it's on it so it's weird you can watch them you can watch the first meg and the second man without even seeing the other one i mean you can watch the first one not even see the second one but you can watch the second one and not have to see the first megan and threethan oh that's the that's that's what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna cross over megan with the meg 
<laughs> for Meg 3. So it's going to be a robotic Megalodon? No, no, no. It's a Megalodon that has... It's a kaiju? It's a Megalodon <laughs> that has Megan as its, like, personal, like... Jesus like, Christ. Uh, caretaker. Or, like, controller. Or like, they put... Like they swap Megan's brain out with a Megalodon? You know what? Whatever. And it starts talking? Who knows? I mean, I wonder if they're going to have to change up the, the shape of the Megalodon because now there's new data. There is new data. That's what a, that's what this is about today. Their physical is... appearance being a little more different than what we expe- what we believe they were. After further analyzation, you know, of uh, the analysis and not analyzation. After further analysis of the Megadon. Megadon. The Megadon. Megadon. No, the Megalodon. So when we when you think of one, you think of it like a massive great white or bull shark. So yeah. it's a thick husky husky creature. Yeah. Um, but now there's new data of it being more slender and longer actually, um, than what we experienced. So they could possibly be more uh, pertain to, uh, I guess a, th- a tiger shark, a fresher shark. Uh, Mako, maybe. Those are the ones that I think are, like, thin, very slender, but still, like, they're long in, in size and whatnot. Um, I'm sorry, I was reading it. It says, the Meg has made repeated appearances as the antagonist of multiple <laughs> monster movies and said more often than not starring Jason Statham. Yeah! <laughs> oh, fuck. But, uh, um, yes, like you said, the, the, the skeleton is made mostly of cartilage, which doesn't preserve particularly well in comparison to other biological materials such as bones. So the end result, there is very little physical uh, evidence that the mega predators that once ruled over the Earth's oceans uh, bar their enormous teeth in sections of spine known as vertebrae. Uh, Think of cartilage as bone light. It is bone light. Like, that's literally what it is. It's like floppy bone. Uh Like, bendy bone. I I don't know what else. Not not completely bending. Uh, Ears, bendy bone. But this stuff up here... That I mean, is cartilage. Yeah, but it's, like, broken... It's, like, cut... It's not broken sections. It's in sections up in your ear. There is, your, your nose has cartilage in it, but if you do that, you can break it. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. So there... Like, so it, it's... it's I didn't say... It's bendy. I didn't say it wouldn't break. It's just bendy. It's bendy bone. But, yes, like, so... Uh, Megalodon skull... Oh, yeah, you already talked about that. Yes, uh, so they opted to use the barrel-chested form of the great white shark, yes. like, which is its closest living ancestor as a reference point when piecing together the physiology of it, but a new study published by the Journal of Paleontology uh, Electronica Oh, fancy. Yeah, right? Uh, that sounds like a band. Like, suggests that We're the... Paleontology Electronica! Dude, like, that has... <laughs> right, and they do house music, <laughs> except that they just no, mix whale... House music. They, music. they mix whale sounds into it. <laughs> Hell yes, and, dude. And, and shark attacks. Yeah, and shark attack footage. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. And scenes from Soul Surfer. <laughs> that is nuts. <laughs> Not the scenes More from Soul Surfer. Electronica, and then in the background they just got like uh, 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 a white, uh, uh, what is it? A white, whatever it is, the thing that comes down from the from the from the ceiling. In, in classrooms or whatnot. We the should really write. We should really there. write that down because that's really funny. I'm putting that in uh, the show. Like that's, that's a really good, really good <laughs> fucking idea, right? Like, I think we're gonna have to change the name probably. Definitely because it's already named something that. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna keep the first word like. Mm. 
dubstep you. <laughs> That's so crazy. Phelan told me you. All right. Anyways, yeah. So this study showed that they could be they are had uh, may have had been much leaner, elongated body type compared to what is the great red shark today. Uh, furthermore, the, uh, this physiological difference could force a change in our understanding of how they lived and hunted. Yeah, yeah. Like so, they're saying what we thought was the great barrel body of the great white shark is kind of probably closer to a modern mako shark. Um, it would have been a formidable predator at the top of the ancient marine food chain, but it would have behaved differently based on the, our new understanding of its body. Um, <clears throat> its overall length and other factors, the, um, they concluded that the ancient predator likely had a body form that was significantly slimmer when compared to the relatively round built of uh, a great white. It was also probably longer than the 15 to 20 meter adult size uh, put forward in early studies. So it was longer and skinnier. Oh, like, man. yeah, yeah. Uh, the increase in size could also indicate the presence of a more expansive digestive canal, which would allow the megalodon to extract more nutrients from its prey and in return require them to eat less. Um, which would... So megalodon feeding would have been less disrupted to the underlying oceanic food chain than previously had believed because they thought they were just going around sucking up all the fucking whales in a couple bites. You know what I mean? Like just ripping them up like a pit bull in a rope. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it, not necessarily. They would just eat and then they'd be chill for like 30 days like a snake. You know what I mean? Like they eat like one really big meal and then they don't eat for like weeks, you know? But uh, uh, the competition for food actually may have been the major factor in its demise. The reason why it died is because it was hungry. And uh, <laughs> I'm serious. It's true because like, like, like the whole the whole like ecosystem started drastically changing over time. Well, yeah. Like if you if you believe like there was a big weather event, you know what I mean? Like uh, some people don't believe that, but whatever. I believe that there were ages where we had ice over the world. Ice. So fire. like good sun but it was very bad for you a bad atmosphere more bad like atmosphere it. like high oxygen content yeah um, like the world has changed over a period of time and you know that causes changes in the creatures and especially the oceans too with that too you know what i mean like more oxygen up top means a bunch of different plates moving around shifts the entire like Yep. The the epicenter of like heat and stuff and like currents going around. The geological the events that had happened that had ruined sections of the world for a period of time, you know what I mean? Like all stuff like that could have killed off native species, which made food even harder to find for the megalodon. So I mean, it's just something to look into. Maybe, yeah, it's maybe just we'll... it's just a cool little update. Like, I love that science never stops changing. You know what I mean? Speaking of uh, stuff never stop changing, Amelia Earhart and the search for what happened to her. Um, that has not stopped, and there has been a change in the possibility of we actually found it. Um, as it may have been found at the ocean floor. Instead of her being crash landed on the island, instead of her being eaten by coconut crabs, instead of like every like her like like there's been like ideas instead of her getting picked up on the yacht by the migos but not even that but like back then they didn't have the radar (laughs) jeez she's a castaway with tom hanks right now hanging with wilson yep she's still Um, fucking that coconut uh, no she's dead for real no definitely after 87 years (laughs) i would probably assume so either that or she's gonna come back as the world's final boss (laughs) 
<laughs> she's just T-posing over, like, New York. And then, like... She's after, going to a modern airport, freaking out. Uh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Where was this? She just reappears, like, the 100 or some shit like that. That's very... It's, it's like the uh, after Endgame when they saved everybody, they just come back. Yeah, and dust. Dude, like they undo the snap, they do the snip so, snap. The the theories ranging from alien kidnapping to crash landing in a remote island. Now there is actual so there deep sea vision, which is which is a company that I a company that does deep sea vision. That's it. Just says deep sea vision. I have to look. That, into that's that. literally what it does. Like it's claiming uh, that it had found the wreckage of her Lockheed 10E Electra aircraft at the bottom of the ocean floor. They did this through. She disappeared in 1937. By the way, this company is fund, funded by a former Air Force intelligence official, Tony. Uh, called uh, his name is Tony Romero. So you Tony already, you already know the person has in like insight in like the how looking for like crashed airships and stuff. Yeah, dude, this is like Nicolas Cage. Like, he grew up from a young age, like, wanting to hunt for treasure. He's like Nathan Drake. He was just like, I think I found the treasure. Yeah. Like, he released sonar images on social media of what claimed to be Earhart's plane, <laughs> as you can see below. Essentially, what we're seeing, what I'm looking at, and you can uh, see... No, it's that too. Philippines jet that's been missing for a long time. <laughs> it be that. The no, Malaysian, that's not even... Malaysian Airlines. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Uh, but no, it it is in definitely in the shape of a plane. You can see it in the uh, in the photos that were released. It's it's like sonar photos, and it definitely looks like it's in shape. Um, they think they found it because, of course, it is um, around the area that uh, she went disappearing. Right. <clears throat> so she disappeared in 1937 along with her navigator friend Doom. Um, as she was trying to become the first female pilot to circle the globe. Um, and, I mean, she became very notable for What if they found the entrance to Hollow Earth? You know, at some point that's going to happen. Anyway, like, she's been great in, like, in, in, like, in everything. Because, like, in the most recent thing that I've, I remember her seeing her, like, is Starfield. She was a character that I could pick up uh-huh. and take with me, which was awesome. Um... And then also, she was also in the Night at the Museum, too. I remember that as well. Like, uh-huh. keeping her in the modern stream has been a, been a big thing. Uh, but they, he's, of course, Tony Rome, uh, Rome, Romeo. I think that's how I'm saying it. <laughs> Tony Romo. Romo. The football uh, player. <laughs> Tony Romeo. That name is so wild. That is a wild-ass <laughs> name. That, it, that's like a fake name. That's like... That's his, that's his fake and, and Johnny Bananas. CIA, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Tony Romeo and Johnny Bananas over here. You know what I mean? Like it's just we're looking for planes at the bottom of the ocean. Right. We're we're picking them up for scrap and copper. Oh my god! (laughs) So we can buy gas. Yeah. Um, Look for more copper. Uh huh. From our from our (laughs) friend Danny Orange. Oh my god. Uh, Not Danny Orange. Danny Orange. Oh no. Uh, You know why they get call him that? Because he always get he always comes out with suntans that make him look orange. What about Johnny Pencils? He just likes holding, like, stabbing people with pencils. I don't know what to tell you. I know, like, but are we going to stop him, or are they just going to let him do that? Because uh, that's up to... That's up to... His caretaker? The, the, uh, <coughs> Sally Apples. Oh, Sally Apples. <laughs> I can't believe Sally Apples just takes care of Johnny Pencils like uh, that. It was... Okay. <laughs> So the footage, the the sonar like stuff that they found is it was found less than a hundred miles from Howland Island, where Earnhardt was originally scheduled to refuel. 
uh, with some 16,000 feet under the ocean. So it's very far down there. Uh, <clears throat> the team didn't discover the image in the sub's data until much later, making it impractical to turn around but do plan um, to return to the site of the image. So during like a flyby is when they We found should ask it. Sally Apples where Amelia Earhart is. That's we, what we should do. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Well, that's the, uh, the picnic bunch where they are. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my god, did I mention this week or last week that I watched The Exorcist 2 and it was awful? You told me this. Did yeah. I tell the pod, though? No. It's fucking awful. Don't watch that goddamn film. Like, I feel like I really wasted a couple of hours. Like, I expected something to happen, and you were saying that maybe it's because the scare is different because of how, like, how oversaturated that we've been. Yeah. Like, in, but, but I, I was listening to your opinion, you know what I mean? Like, there is an oversaturation of, like, those exorcism films where people have demonic possession Not only that, but going the on. The change of how the original exorcist and how it scared people. Uh, to how modern horror movies now scare people is way different than it was back then. Well, yeah, there was more of a religious over undertone for, like, the entire world, you know what I mean? And um, as the times have gone on, we've gotten more free with what kinds of movies that will show in the mainstream. I don't know. I would have to watch it for myself to understand it. <laughs> I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I wanted to show you. I was like, that was my favorite <laughs> commercial comment. My Anyways. favorite comment, it just says, I hope she's okay underneath the Amelia Earhart disappearance Anyways, story. Anyways, there's people that point out that it probably do, it doesn't, re, so what, doesn't resemble much of it. But that, but at the same time, this has been, if it is that, it's been down there since, like, for 87 years. Right. So it could, the, the ocean's floor has drastically probably, like, fucked it up in some way. Um, but who knows? Like... This is this could be a big find. So what's going to happen now is, of course, they're going to go back to the site, and we might hear here in the next couple months what if it is the if it is the plane. If it is, then that is a major discovery. We officially found. That's amazing. Yeah, we officially found where she where she died. Uh, what if they just find like three large claw marks like all the way across it? You know that dude like like seriously like just something fucking ominous as shit like that like uh -huh. how crazy would that be like i want i want 2024 to break off that way that'd be <laughs> oh dude that's so scary uh, that's so that's that, that's that's gonna change that's gonna that's change enthralling the, that'll change like, the way the world works in a sense big time uh speaking of changing uh changing ways i don't know i don't have a good transition for there this is shit. no transition for this because this shit came out of left field there's nothing that i can do to prelude Rap. this to what i'm about to say so Rap. like if you've been part of the fucking internet over the last like mm, week you know about megan the stallion and Nicki minaj's beef at least if you are probably under the age of 25 that you know what i mean isn't something that's new it's just the way well Nicki no they beeped before and then they were cool and then they weren't cool I'm again. Just, I'm saying in general, rap beef is something that's not going to change between, for any, any, between any well, people. Well, that's that not even just rap. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Like that. Between anybody. But yeah, like beef between celebrities in general. And celebrities like, in general. But, this, <clears throat> but the way it's the way Nicki Minaj reacted to the song Megan Thee Stallion put out, which didn't say anything about Nicki Minaj, that is, that is wild. And then Nicki comes out. 
sound like a fucking uh, uh, TMZ right now. Dude, but I wanted to cover this because it's big news. You know what I mean? It's like, big news, everybody yeah. is talking about this. I mean, this. Nicki Minaj is talking big news by talking about Megan Thee Stallion. Bro, I literally shared a picture feet. of fucking Josh from Drake and Josh earlier, and it said Nicki Minaj right now, and it just said, Megan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, fuck. But, uh, so, like, let me just uh, start off, haul off and start off with um, Megan The Stallion's been minding her own. She's a 28-year-old rapper, Nicki Minaj. I'm sure that you fucking heard of her if you've heard of rap music. She is a 41-year-old rapper, and she's been in the limelight for many, many years. Megan The Stallion is relatively new. Um, re- regarding that. So, uh they are both female rappers and notoriously between female rappers there's always beef like there's like there there's just a catty vibe that just kind of goes on like in between female rappers and that's just kind of something that has always like happened whether you're talking about like going back to Lil Kim you know what I mean like what it, it doesn't matter what you're fucking talking about like you could be chill like Queen Latifah she didn't give a fuck you know what I mean? Like, and she did hers and she got out and she's an actor. You know what I mean? Whatever. It's, it's, it's just, are you going to get dragged up from the bullshit? And this week, uh, Nicki Minaj's 41 year old ass decided to just pull bullshit out and start a fight for no fucking reason. And you know what? The fact that Megan Thee Stallion hasn't replied says everything to me. So, you know Megan what I mean? Megan Thee Stallion put out a song recently talking about what is known as Megan's Law. That's think. not the that the whole song was not about no, that. No, it wasn't. But it was a, like it, was a part it is a it's, fucking line a in a line. song that she released. It's, okay, it's the song is called Hiss. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. It's fire as fuck. If you listen to Bigfoot, which was Nicki's comeback after Hiss came out, that shit sounds like she was smoking fucking powder in the fucking bathroom. You know what I mean? Like and just like tweaking the fuck out. Let alone the lives. If you've heard the fucking lies I heard talking. Like, the way that she talks about this person for absolutely no fucking reason, not just body shaming, making fun of her dead mama or the fact that she was shot in the foot and the man went to jail, a very famous man, you know what I mean, in a case that was just very recent. Like, I have always been a Nicki fan, and this really conflicted me, but I think Megan's in the right, which makes me think that a few years ago, whenever Cardi B and Nicki Minaj were beefing, Maybe Cardi B was in the right. You know what I mean? I, like I'm saying, I, I want to say it's probably that she doesn't. It, it could be a sense that she doesn't feel like she's in the limelight as much as they are. Maybe she's I mean jealous. she took she took maternity leave. Maybe she she's took jealous. maternity leave. She disappeared for several years. She came back. Who who filled in the spot of these the top people, female rapper? You know, Cardi B, Megan The Stallion. You know what I mean? Like City Girls, like all of them. Like they they all stepped in. Which I love to see the like the uptick of female rappers. Like I fucking love that. It just means that we're relying less on a very male centralized genre of music. You know what I mean? And getting more of the female half. And it's it's nice to see whether the music may be ratchet or not. I mean, men have ratchet ass songs, and then they don't. You know what I mean? It's just it. But of course, with with this whole thing with just music in general you're just gonna have beef with each other because one you don't believe in the same ideals two you are talking shit about each other or whatnot and three like you get to this point where it's like oh you said one line in a song it's probably about me so i'm gonna take it that way very self-centered you know what i mean like that is so self-centered that was insane that was an extreme reach she Mm -hmm. did not have to do that okay she should have she should have just been quiet so like, are you going to go over the line? Okay, so the line from his is, if I could find it, 
these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be uh, hoes mad at Megan's law. Megan's law is an actual law that is a, a that was. You say it better. You know. You know like the whole thing better. Yeah. So like when she said these hoes be mad at uh don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at Megan's law. And she said I don't really know what the problem is. I guarantee you don't want me to start. Yes. So Nicki Minaj thought that Megan's law was referring mm-hmm. her because she mm-hmm. just she got married a couple years ago to this man named Kenny Petty that she has known mm-hmm. since she was a child. Okay. Like mm-hmm. and. He, in the meantime, and then not talking to each other over the se- several years, uh, like, caught himself a sexual assault charge. I don't know exactly what his charge is. I didn't look at that charge up, but name, I think it had to do with uh, uh, rape, If you honestly. type in his name, his, it, it literally it, says registered sex offender. I know. I literally said that. And then right below it, it says Nicki Minaj's husband. Uh, so Megan so Paul, she's he's not a famous person. Yeah. And she went back to the hood, married this man who's a sexual offender, had a child with him okay like which already gives me like red flags you know what i mean because like i i understand people can start over you know what i mean but he he recently failed to uh um register as a sex offender and as a result of that got 120 days of probation so that's the big news that about kenny petty right now um, and Megan's law is literally the law that requires pedophiles and sexual offenders to register in a national database so you know where they live so that you can avoid these people like and, uh, you know, be aware that they are out there and you can keep yourself safe from these people. So uh, Megan's law is a law that was enacted in 1994 when a seven year old girl was uh, kidnapped, uh-huh. raped and murdered by her next door so neighbor. In and 1995 is when uh, Petty mm-hmm. convicted was convicted of attempted rape on a 16 year old girl. Yeah. And he served four years for the incident. And then he also served time for manslaughter in the first degree for killing a man in 2002. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. So, like, he he's not necessarily a good person. That doesn't sound like a good person to me. Well, I doesn't sound like somebody that I want to raise a child with, but that's me personally. Well, I'm Nikki not speaking for Nicki Minaj. defended him relentlessly over the years that she's known him. They, he, she's known him since they were kids. Uh-huh. Like, they used to fuck around when they were younger, I think. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, and uh, she thinks that he's a good man more power to her you know what i mean if you can find happiness go right ahead if you can find if you can find the good in a person go go for it but at right, the same right. time i think you should understand the pl- the public image that that puts on yourself for sure and for sure you know what i mean through and doing what you just did which is you took nikki took it out of context that whole line did not say nikki's name didn't say onika didn't say minaj didn't say mirage didn't say none of that like and, and went after the physical appearance of megan the stallion went after like and called her bigfoot you know what i mean based on the fact that she got shot in the foot by tory lanes a few years ago and and he went to jail he's in jail he shot her in the foot psycho man okay like and uh you know which is something that wasn't her fault something that she didn't ask for you know what i mean then went on and and uh doxed the location of megan's mother's grave and kept repeating oh your mom is dead your mom is dead no wonder your mom is dead blah 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 uh Nicki minaj like she's getting really fucking catty really fucking nasty honestly like and this is turning me off like it it makes me not want to stream her shit you know what i mean like if you can't be respectful, like, to somebody's dead fucking parents, like, what is wrong with you, dude? 
there at each other's fucking throats. But when they say they're at each other's throats, they're really not because Megan hasn't fucking replied. The only thing that she has posted, which is fucking hilarious, I've seen so many people trying to analyze this. She put those death flowers from Tokyo Ghoul on Instagram. That's it. Like the ones that are, that happen right before some, like the, a bad thing happens or a murder happens in the anime. Like people have been trying to like psychoanalyze why Megan the Stallion would put up, and it was literally the ones from Tokyo Ghoul. I recognized it immediately, and it, and uh, which was really fucking funny. But besides the fact, uh, uh, Megan the Stallion has been absolutely silent, and I think her silence speaks everything. You know what I mean? Like I don't even think I think she's speechless. One because she didn't expect no reaction like this. Like. <sighs> Because it didn't necessarily even have to be about her because there's been other, you know, rappers out there who have been with, with sexual predators. That, you know what I mean? also they have been the sexual predator themselves. Right. That, that's, that's what I'm saying. So they could have been talking about anybody. They could have been talking about anybody. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, so Nikki in her song tried to go off saying that uh, Megan was uh, sleeping around. Megan came out a few months ago and said, I stopped drinking. Uh, like I started going to the gym. I stopped nice. sleeping around. She's doing really fucking nice. good. She has a whole workout regimen that you can go to Planet Fitness and use and shit. Like she has a good deal with them and whatnot. Like she's doing really good in her life. She's twenty eight years old. She's in her fucking prime. Like and Nicki Minaj is just starting to look like a, a washout. You know what I mean? Like she she uh, a bunch of people are saying Wendy Williams should come back and she'd be like death to all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just all of a sudden. Like and uh what? Nothing. It's the next it's the next article that we're, I was looking at. I was looking at a photo of him. And, uh, right. We'll will talk about who that is, but But uh um uh, it's just it's so it, it's just kind of catty ass drama that's going back and forth but Nicki minaj really took it too far if you get on tiktok if you get on youtube if you go anywhere you'll you'll realize like yo but what made me the most mad out of all of this is that one of my favorite tiktok creators got kicked off their account banned on tiktok because Nicki minaj's rabid ass fucking fans he went off about her, saying how wrong she was for all the shit that it, that she did. The Barb's, which are fans of Nicki Minaj, that's what they're called, Barb's. The Barb's ran down this man's throat, like outed him as a trans man, and that I swear to God, like like you can't make this shit up, like and and uh, which like I had no idea, but I don't really fucking care. You know what I mean? Like I love the fucking creator, and it's Bela Delgado, Bela Town. I've shown you his videos where he sits there and fucks around with the dolls and, like, has whole storylines. That guy, the guy who was, like, the dead rapper, Mac Miller. Like, you remember that story? Why he don't let 16-year-olds from Walmart drive him around no more? Off the fent? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like It's a whole fucking thing. Such a great, great young comedian. You know what I mean? Like, genuinely enjoy his shit like that. He gave me Bo Burnham vibes back in the day. Like, that, that's really what, what kind of vibes that he gave me. And I'm super sad that his, his whole channel got banned. You know what I mean? I hope they get it back up. But it's really awful that she just saw this shit, like, tweaked the fuck out on Twitter or X, whatever it's fucking called, and had all these people do this shit. Docs is a woman's dead mother's grave. Talks about her dead mother, outs trans people. Says that she's lying about Sa- her being dead. Right. Says that she's lying about that's her lying. being dead. I'm I like, mean, that's fucking crazy, man. Like, what is wrong with you? And also, the the background song for Bigfoot 
sounds like that AI Sandy Cheeks rap. I'm not kidding. Like, you know which one I'm talking about? It was like the baddest bitch in the bubble. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking fact. You know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> you know which uh, one I'm talking about, though. Well, yeah. That's... You look that up, it's the exact same fucking beat, and mm-hmm. that is insane to me. Dude, she... Like, that whole song, like, just feels like it was rushed, you know what I mean? Like, she, you could tell she wrote that shit in one fucking night. She was just mad. She was just fucking lashing she out. She didn't think about it. She didn't think about it. She didn't think about it. Anyways, not thinking about it, though. We're going to move on to our next one, as the WWE has its own controversy going on right now, as... I don't know if there's anything else to talk about this this rap beef. I think we covered the whole. Oh uh, yeah, like I was gonna I was gonna finish up saying that uh, again. Megan has not issued a direct response, nothing like that, no, uh, or any numerous social media posts about her on Nicki Minaj's pages. I don't, I, it, whatever, you know what? Yeah, she has a new album coming up, and that was the second unreleased hit. That was a, it. Literally, was just a hit drop for her next album. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, like I was saying, uh, talking about another big beef uh, in the WWE as Vince Vince McMahon. Finally, the big man himself. No, like the head. Tiny I'm saying, man. I'm saying like he he was he's literally like the face of the WWE for a long. Time. Oh, for sure. He's a he's a he's a source of many a meme. Yes. So, but he's resigning from the WWE Good. and the UFC owner. TK this isn't the first time on the show that we've talked about this. Following sexual misconduct allegations, which have been going on for years. In the words of DJ Khaled, another one. But what I was looking at was this photo of him. And he looks so fucking disheveled, dude. Why is he giving me, uh, what's he, that, what's he, that preacher? He looks like, oh, he looks what's like, that fucking preacher? Like Mr. Mr. Waters from, from, uh, Do the Creep. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> no, uh, he looks like that fucking preacher. Like, he was like, with the hand of God, I'll blow COVID off of you. Oh, yeah. That I guy, you know who I'm talking about? I'm just saying he looks like him because, like, he has the same suit and hair, and then he has the pencil mustache going on. As well. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, he looks like, what's that guy's name, John Waters? Yep, that was it. But anyways, do the, the creep. Oh. <laughs> While we're talking about Nicki Minaj, bro, like right after we talk about Nicki Minaj, but too. also talking about a real creep here as well. Yeah, no, real life creep to real life creep. Um, Nicki Minaj's husband to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon um, which... Same thing. He has resigned from WWE and UFC owner TKO following sexual misconduct allegations again. Uh, so. He was the executive chairman of the board, and uh, not just sexual abuse, but fucking trafficking. Oh, good. This man resigned. Like, they they got him on trafficking, bro. Like, so it was in response to a lawsuit filed against him from former WWE employee Janelle Grant. Yeah. Uh, okay. It alleges that McMahon, that was the head of talent relations... John Laurinaitis uh, and the WWE itself all violated the Trafficking Victims Prevention Act. Furthermore, it states McMahon and Laurinaitis used Grant both for their own pleasure and as a pawn to secure talent deals with prospective wrestlers they were recruiting. So they were getting free blowies from uh, potential new women wrestlers. You know what? So here's the whole thing. I, I looked at his sexual misconduct allegations. First one. 1992. So already, Jesus. Already then. This man has a history. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, no. Like, this is from a person called Rhea, Rita Cheriton or something like that. She claimed in, uh, oh, Jesus, in 1986, 
He tried to force her to perform oral sex in his limousine, which she refused, and then he raped her. That's a whole thing. Um, Jesus, she filed it in, against him in 2022. Again, like, that's crazy. 2006 to 2011, there was tanning bar incidents where he was accused of sexual harassment by a worker at a tanning bar. Um, <clears throat> hush money settlements and non-disclosure agreements. Ooh, yeah. Uh, he was investigated at a $3 million hush money settlement that McMahon paid over an alleged affair with a former employee. Damn. Yes. How but many are there? Total? Uh, about six or seven. Okay. Yeah. That, that right there is undeniable. Like, you don't have people over a series of decades coming after you for the exact same crime. You know what I mean? Like that like that right there just speaks fucking words to words of wisdom, brother. But um McMahon announced he was retiring just a month after he voluntarily stepped back from his role as CEO. Yes. So we covered the fact that he had voluntarily stepped back, but no, he's retiring completely and I don't think he has a separation agreement and to be paid three million. Uh it's a whole thing. Yeah, like, like, after the allegations in 2022, a former female employee that he had a consensual affair with, quote-unquote consensual, that's just what it says now, but she, he got, he paid her out $3 million, so I don't think it was consensual. You don't, you don't just pay somebody $3 million for a consensual, you, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's hush money. It's wild. Alright, so, anyways, we're gonna move on now to actual films. We're done talking about controversies and real-life stuff. We're now talking about stuff that is going on in films, starting with Marvel and, well, more Sony than anything. The, the film coming out this month, this this Friday. The, the so, like, this, this I, I'm already getting heartburn thinking Madam, about it. Madam Web, which has been hitting the, hitting the streets, people are saying, oh, it's we- oh, it's web in time. Or something like that. That's a one. That's one. They're saying it's Mormon time too. Electric Boogaloo happening all over again. No. Um, as it's gonna, it's gonna not be great. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but Dakota Johnson, who is the main character herself, Madam Web, in in it, talks about her having concerns about her blue screen work, um, which she said they felt absolutely psychotic. Her words. Her words, dude. Uh, I've never really done a movie where you're on a blue screen and then there's fake explosions going off and someone's going, explosion, and you act like there's an explosion. (laughs) That, to me, was absolutely psychotic. I was like, I don't know if this is going to be good at all. I hope that I did an okay job. Uh, He said, but I trusted Clarkson. She worked so hard and has not taken her eyes off this movie since we started, which I can believe, but that doesn't mean that the animation team is behind it. You know what I mean? She got the script, and she said, I don't know about me being a superhero. Said her first reaction before delving further into the script. I was sort well, of Well, that's better than her spending three movies being a fuck doll. Messed up. Oh, jeez, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, she said she, she enjoys what she did on it, but at the same time, it was really weird to do a full blue screen film. And, 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 and I get it's probably because of the weird what they're doing with the action scenes and the amount of like swinging and and the the use of her. Like, well, yeah, she's never she's stuff. never she's done practical effects before, you know what I mean? Um, but has never done uh uh like CG effects did you on know things like that. that. There is gonna be four at least it sounds like people that are webbing in this that have web abilities. 
I don't like how you use that as sorry, a, as a verb. But like, I don't use it the way. There's going to be at least four people webbing in this also, film. So I looked at the, the cast. <laughs> in the theater? Adam, They're going to be webbing in the theater? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Adam Scott's in this film as Ben Parker. Is he? Peter Parker's dad. <laughs> or no, no, no. Sorry. I don't know why that went to my... He's Uncle Ben. I was why like, was what? I thinking that right? That's wrong. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, uh... Peter's uh, mom had an affair with her uh, brother. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. What? I don't know if that's who, who, how, how they're related. But who knows? Uh, uh, that was that was my that was the head cannon that was about to happen. Uncother. Uncother Ben. Before I, I corrected <laughs> myself, but we'll have to wait and see the reviews of this because it comes out this weekend, and. It, it, it could be the same. I mean, I'll probably just see it on Tuesday. I think like it's going to be. Do. I think it's going to have the same effect that Morbius did. I'll let you know. I think it's going to have on the same Tuesday. Effects. I'll let you know. I don't know. I just got to wait and see. Oh yeah, because later on that night, I could just, I could go to the movies whenever. Because we're moving the pod. I know. That's true. I'll, honestly, like this whole thing, is going to be it. Like, oh no, it says release date is February fourteenth. I thought it comes out February Valentine's 2nd. Day. What? Did That's Foshnock Day, dude. Off? Fuck you. I thought, I, got, I thought it released February 2nd. I swear I saw a trailer or something. It's okay, it Zach. I'll just cry myself to sleep tonight. Whatever. We're talking about another one coming out here in the next year or so. Marvel's Thunderbolts. As it is now... If it comes out in the next year or so. I don't know. We'll see what happens. As they are looking to pull in a new person for a century. Yes, we were just talking uh, maybe two weeks ago about how Steven Yeun had, uh, you know, taken a step back saying he doesn't got time for it, essentially. Filming conflicts. uh, So they have someone else coming in, and it is Top Gun Maverick star Lewis Pullman. And he's at their top choice to replace Steven Yeun in the upcoming Thunderbolts movie. You know, Um, looking at this dude, he looks more like Sentry. He definitely does. Yes. Uh, That was the first thing that I noted. But uh, Marvel has tapped Pullman to play Sentry in the MCU film. Uh, Sentry will star alongside uh, other faces such as Bucky Barnes by Sebastian Stan, Elena Belova by Florence Pugh, and Red Guardian by David Harbour. Give them hell, dude. You're gonna fuck them. You should be able to fuck them up because you're a goddamn Sentry. You are Superman with sun powers. Oh, wow. I didn't know that that was the son of the actor Bill Pullman. Yeah. Wow. Um, and... He uh, uh, played Lieutenant Robert Bob Floyd in 2022's uh, Top Gun Mavericks. Yes. So, so um, uh, yeah, that's, it's going to be... Ah, Bob. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but he's playing the role of Sentry, which I, I, look, I, I look forward to seeing. I just, I want it to be re- well done, but at the same time, I want him to have the as, as best they could do comic accurate abilities where... He's basically an unstoppable person. The script is penned by Beef, uh, the person who wrote Beef. Tight. So, uh, Lee Sung Jin. Tight. He he did Beef, uh, which you know, as you know, if you guys have been listening to our award shows, uh, you know, wrap up, they, it won a lot of fucking awards. Like it was, it was apparently a really good show. I haven't seen it. Um, oh, it's it's but, it's really it's really well done for for a drama that deals with two people that, des like 
they they're they're getting along, but like at the same time, you watch them have beef the entire time. Right. <laughs> so, um, no, I I I'm waiting just to see like a trailer or anything from this. I'm I'm waiting just to see what like the collage of scenes and how the editing is gonna look and how the cinematography of some characters. You know what they're gonna do for Sentry? They're not gonna show him until probably the very end of the first trailer. You think? Probably. Calling it. I'm gonna say they're either gonna leave it up uh, or whatever. I don't know. But we'll have to wait and see. Same with waiting to see the trailer for Knives Out 3 which is actually begin filming this year. Which I love to hear because we get, we love a good Benoit Blanc story. You know what I mean? I want um, the crossover between Hercule Poirot and Benoit Blanc. You know, I feel like it would be like they can't do way it too confusing. It's it's well, it's that, the same thing. But also, it's it's like I think a, like multiple, how can you pit legends? multiple generations apart from each other? That too. Uh, but you know, he went into cryo sleep and then woke up. <laughs> like they try to explain it. Uh huh. No, but I look forward they to... They touched the dial of destiny. Stop. Don't, don't bring that back <laughs> in here. Um, but essentially, yeah, Rain Johnson is back at working on uh, Knives Out 3. Uh, they're doing filming, though, so that means he's got the script already ready to go. And Pretty everything. much. That's what I'd like to hear. Um, it, New, Knives Out 3 has been greenlit since fucking March 2021. Uh, they And they did a multi... A multi million dollar deal so uh three movies was that three more movies or did they grab the first one with it oh when was the deal uh in 21 netflix snabbed the rights to netflix nights out two and three in a massive 450 million dollar so, so just the, the two movies. just the two sequels yes okay um cool. yeah they got exclusive the way that i read that was weird it, it, like, it's the way they set it up it's it was weird but essentially uh, yeah, no, uh, he said last update came in uh, for this it was in October 2023 in an interview where he said obviously couldn't work on Knives Out 3 during the strike, and now that it's over, I'm diving in full force and it's coming along. So Imagine being rich enough to not have work for several, several months and not worry about paying your bills. <sighs> Imagine that. It'd be nice. Yeah, dude. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to piss you off. No, like, you don't piss me off. It's just well, the way that you said it's, you, <sighs> it's just whatever. Like the, the, the thing, the thought of like, oh man, if I had that, what would I do with it? One, I'd probably blow a good chunk on a chunk of it on some dumb stuff, and then other than that, I'll try it. Do you know how big my fucking Lego collection would be? I don't, don't pressure <laughs> me. Bro, what about much. your Gundams and Mega Bloks, huh? The they were, they just Imagine re- how many shelves you, know you would install. They just released a collab with Godzilla X Kong for Mega Constructs. Oh really? I will show. Let me. I show said you. Mega Blocks. Let Sorry. Me, I'll put this at the end, but I'll I'll show it to you here soon. But we have one more. I actually no, I think that's it before the break. Was this actually? This yeah, that is that yeah. is it before the break. Yeah, All right, so. guys. Well, we will be right back with some more amazing information that I know that you guys love to hear from us. Uh, stick around after the break. We will be right back. Ah, there you are. Take this potion of healing and rest your weary feet, wanderer. You're halfway there. Ah. <sighs> 
You are now fully rested. And we are back to the pod. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I had Zach over the break uh, take a look at one of the trailers that we're going to be talking about here in a minute. But before that... We have to announce it's official. Our favorite show is coming back. It's coming back. Our favorite sci-fi show. Severance. Sci-fi thriller. Severance season two resumes production after a lengthy strike delay, of course. I don't know why I think this image is so funny. It is. I love the image. It's so, so funny. I love like, it. Like, <laughs> so Apple TV just shared an image of Adam Scott running, like, that's slightly blurry with the camera in front of it. And I'm just like, yep. fucking, I don't know what it is about Adam Scott. Like, he just makes me smile. Yep. Ben, St- ben Stiller, who is a producer on the show. Uh, has requote uh, quote retweeted the image with a caption declaring it's back to work. Uh, Good, everybody's yeah. getting paid right. So. Hopefully, I, I I this is this was a breakout show that came in twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. I think. No, hold you on. sure? Hold on. It might. You know what? It probably was twenty twenty two. I just like it's maybe been, early or even late twenty twenty one. I believe. No, you. it was like, early. It was February, February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's, I was. It's just been a while since since we even like talked about. I it. I know, but like it's still fresh in my mind. Like all the stuff. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so demented, Mister. Uh, that show is so demented. Yeah. Severance uh, won. Uh, it's just it won awards. It won awards. It's done really well. Like watching all of, like the whole <laughs> Severance Hive when they release one grainy be- behind the scenes photo. It, I I I knew about the show long before it was like coming. I talked about it even like the trailer like when it dropped because like right, right. the concept of it is as fascinating me. It's all about a work preference where things don't always seem exactly what is going on. And not only that, it's the idea of what if your work life and your actual personal life are Dude, separate. This made me so sad. Dude, don't bring it up, man. I know, like, like, but I just wanted to let you know. They're probably like, going to do some, like, stuff t- f- towards his backstory that, like, even, like, further creates more stress. Yeah, John Turturro is coming back, by the way. Oh, and oh. Uh, so is Patricia Arquette. All the additional characters that, yep. have been, that the original cubicle are all coming back. So. I know, I love that so, so much. So, yeah, you have that. Um, the show's really well done with showing you the it's like a it's like a long it's like a large black mirror episode for real like you're (laughs) i think that's a one show right on the nose zach like that is one large black mirror episode it's like watching the first episode over and over again except the pig never stops getting fucked yeah ign here they (laughs) they put it they put it best the excellent cast the eerie visuals and the off-putting score make every moment of the first two episodes feel worth the ride and then it leaves plenty of room for the rest of the season to take it take it even further than that what was that complaining about the fucking the score of the film which score uh i don't know well you you yeah yeah i've watched a bunch of films this week i'm sorry uh for interrupting but no Severance. <laughs> i i even though that's on apple tv plus which we talk about apple tv plus giving out really well like science fiction and science fiction content specifically this is, science one of fiction. Their, this is one of their best that they have put out 
And it is, I love science fiction is, so much. And I look forward to seeing how season two is going to open the doors to all the mystery that season one gives. I know, like out of all the, what uh, what's going to come true out of all the theories that we had. Uh, oh my God, yeah. What about the goats? I need to know about what, what what's with the goats. Totes. Totes? My goats. You think that they're turning goats into totes? Oh, totes my goats, bro. Uh, Speaking of Toast My Goats, this Monkey Man trailer is that exactly. That is the trailer that I made him watch over the break. Yeah, and this is this is Dave Patel's directorial debut. Uh, and he also is the star of the film. Uh, it's produced by Jordan Peele. Comes out April 5th. It is titled Monkey Man. And it is basically, from what I have been described, is John Wick in Mumbai. Is essentially what it is. It is John Wick in Mumbai. Uh, it's theaters on April 5th, but uh, it, it takes heavy inspiration from uh, like Hindu mythology, uh, the deity Hanuman, who is described as half man, half monkey, which is why it is called Monkey Man, you know? But uh, it has nothing to do with like any of supernatural stuff. It takes right. a lot of like inspiration from the, the story of that character, and then also inscribing it into possibly um, the folklore of the, who Dave Patel. This is going to be a series. Trying, trying to, yeah, of I course, can already I can feel, feel it. Like, uh, the, the, there's a lot of great scenes in uh, in the trailer. The only thing that I would be concerned about with like films like this is is the story cohesive with those scenes. There's a lot of different scenes. Well, yeah, there was a lot of great shots, but yeah, it was just the first trailer for a film that hasn't been released yet. You know what I mean? Like it still has like another three, two months on the line almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until they can wait to the last very second to edit as much as they can. You know what I mean? Place stuff, edit a little bit of lighting here and there. And then they're going to put it out. Yeah. Netflix acquired the worldwide rights to the film for $30 million in 2021. With an re- so uh, that happened, but now they're releasing it. Um, not only that, but the, the whole, whole synopsis of the film is a person is taking revenge on corporate leaders that killed his mother and other people who were poor and powerless. Uh, revenge and, yeah. is primal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Watch that trailer if you're interested. Um, it looks like it'll be... It doesn't have traditional Bollywood cutting. It is very much a Hollywood film if you are oh, worried yeah, about that. Sure. But, like, at the same time... Some it... people are very off-put by the fast cu- jump cuts. Like, But at the same time, the culture is definitely there. For sure. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. Um, but since we're on Netflix, though, Netflix scraps the Halle Berry movie... This is crazy. Which has been in development for a while. It has been. It finished filming. It finished filming, but you want to know why it's not coming out? Oh, because of the actors. They have to do reshoots. They had to do reshoots, but the kids got too old. Yes. It was was too old for it to be cohesive, and they were like, well, fuck, I guess we're just going to have to scrap it. And I'm like, why would you even do that? Just, like, release release as is. Like, Don't worry about the reshoots. Right, at least get some money for the project that you fucking, you know, are trying to dump down a fucking hole. Like, it's dumb. I'd even accept, like, you know, if they didn't finish Spider-Man, I'd accept Josh Hutcherson's uh, uh, casting tape uh, when he tried to audition for Spider-Man. 
as parts of the scenes. That would be excellent, actually. So the mothership follows Sarah Morse, the mother, played by Halle Berry, one year since her husband mysteriously vanished from the, her, the rural farm. When she discovers a strange extraterrestrial object underneath their home, Sarah and her kids embark on a race to find their husband, father, and most importantly, the truth. Which, honestly, that doesn't sound bad. Uh, mm. It just... It's the kids a, ain't gonna die. I don't fucking know how, like, what the, what the rating of it is. It, like, the mothership, like... If it was rated R, rated PG-13... The kids ain't gonna die. Like, they're not gonna kill the kids. They, like, that's not something like they, they would did. do. I would... I would they won't do it like they do in it. Like The Last of Us is more what Last I was of thinking us is of. Another one that they do. Yeah, that first episode. Dude, I told you, like that show is an emotional fucking wreck. So, but yeah, no, this is a trend that is just continuing. Batgirl being treated like that at Warner Bros., which that was completed and they just scrapped it. Mm-hmm. Then you have Scoob Holiday Haunt, that which was the sequel to the Scoob movie that was canceled and it was already like I think halfway done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coyote versus Acme. Jesus. Another one? It's just, that one has a shot at release, although Warner Bros. is just going around trying to shop it. So who knows where it'll be picked up. Right. Wait, but the other two that we talked about, nope, they nope. scrapped those. Yep. Even though that, they, that one of them was completely completed. They're vaulted. They, they tax wrote it off, and it sucks. And we might not even see how, Batgirl until like 10 years down the line. If who we knows? do. If we even do. Uh, I would hope so. It'll be somebody. It'll be a completely different film. Hope somebody internally, like, raids Warner Bros. Discovery's, like, vault of stuff, and then they release all the footage of everything. (laughs) Oopsie, lapsus. You know what I mean? Like, just. Uh, But, uh, no, we'll have to wait and see on that stuff. Anyways, the next thing. Yes, the next one is the Babadook. Why can't you just be normal? He opens his mouth and then starts playing. It starts playing a Radiohead. Oh, ah, Except his mouth isn't moving and it's just uh-huh. playing. It's like out Stitch. of his throat. It's like, it's like Stitch when he puts like his throat lights up too. Like oh. whenever it starts playing and that like light starts coming out of his mouth, and it's just creep. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Or like the creatures from the from Peacemaker. Yeah, kind of yeah. like them too. Yeah, where their throats like expand and stuff like. Yeah, that. Yeah, not like frogs though. You know what I mean? I mean like this thing is like glowing, forcing its way out. Oh, you I know see, what I mean? Yeah. And it's uh, just music. So, well, we're <laughs> just got off topic. Okay, the Babadook. Not not. <laughs> well, we were s- talking about creatures, so back to the creature. Back to the, the creature at hand of the Babadook, which is not. We're not talking about a sequel or anything. It's about the director of that film, who is now writing a supernatural horror series set in the 1700s. Um, Jennifer Kent, as uh, she made the Babadook, which a lot of people like, and did a lot. There, wasn't there like a time when like the LGBT, like yes, was they, they as a closeted character. It was recognized as a closeted character, and people to this day. Still, like, identify with the Babadook. Like, <laughs> that's in your opinion, Zach. And that you know, it's terrifying. And I don't disagree. At the same like, time, it is terrorizing that family. I don't think you should be recognize yourself as something that terrorizes people. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about that. But uh, the the director is writing, you know, uh, the new series set in the 1700s, which I think will definitely add like another layer of horror to it. Like, 
it, yeah, like it kind of it kind of reminds me of like the setting of that uh, the Netflix show, uh, the trilogy of movies. Uh, what was it? Oh, uh, the, the nineteen something something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like the fear. Um, it probably also feels similar to how Apostle did. Yeah, 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 yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, but um, um, well, the uh, I don't know. Like, if he could supernatural like covers a whole range of stuff. Right. But if it's set in Ireland in the seventeen hundreds, I feel like it's gonna have some mythology put behind it. Maybe that's based I hope around so. Ireland folklore or something like that. I hope so. <laughs> Like, so, uh, I want to see nice, creepy, long, drawn-out shots, and then, you know, hear it go, bah, bah, duh. <laughs> It's actually a sequel. Yeah, I'm it's, serious. It's a prequel to how the Babadook actually came to be. I love that. No. Our closeted king. Who knows? Who knows what, what's going to come from that? It'll just be uh, interesting to see. That was a big breakout for, for the director, so, like, I, I, I have, I mean, that was a, a good good film. I just look forward to seeing what her talents do this time. Um, Me too. Speaking of talents that are long and gone, though, uh, George Carlin. Um, we talked about him last week. We did talk about him how... just last week, and I literally said the estate should sue. Those were my words last week, and about guess the, what, guys? They sued, They filed a lawsuit against the company behind the AI-generated comedy special I'm Glad I'm Dead, which if you don't know, we'll, I'll re- re-talk about it. It was an AI-generated special that had the voice of George Carlin, all AI generated, by the way, doing its stand-up again, but for mo- for the for modern audiences. So it has like modern jokes and whatnot that, yep. he, that he maybe could have done. Who knows? Maybe, but, but, but uh, he's time, not living any at longer. At the same time, even if it was good from what people said, they said it was weird. It's definitely weird, dude. He's, he's dead. Yes, and like, also there's no consent that he sh- that, that that they give that they gave for him to do this. The estate never said anything against nope. him. Nope. They uh, just kind of took it upon themselves to reanimate somebody's dead father. And that doesn't really jive well with me. I don't know about you. And the daughter herself, who, uh, who has filed a lawsuit against um, for the immediate removal of the special on Judy's YouTube channel, uh, which I did look up. I can actually look up again. Let's see if it's up there still. So crazy. Yeah, no. This this is something that, oh my God, shouldn't have existed. But they went ahead and did it. I don't think it's up anymore. I might need to look it up. Nope. It's not there. All right. Because, like, right when I type it in. Oh, wait. Nope. I, Somebody probably re-uploaded. I found it. Yeah, it's been re-uploaded. Been re-uploaded. Reupload it, yeah. Oh my God. There better be backups. All right. So, anyways, it's gonna live forever now, boys. Yeah. So. I mean, he released it on the internet. I don't know what else to tell you. It's been downloaded to at least three offline servers. Yeah. The the Kelly Kelly Carlin, the daughter of the late comedian, spoke against the AI generated special, and now it's announced a lawsuit alleges dudes he infringed on the copyright by using Carlin's content to train the chatbot without seeking permission or licensing and claims it hurts Carlin's reputation, which it does. Mm-hmm. Um, it does bring him in the limelight, but at the same time, it shows that you can do this with anybody. And right, like, they really do need to make it um, and there is laws an example that are out of implemented this. implemented right now currently for AI and how it's being generated and the uses for it in our modern tech and the internet and everything. At the same time, people are going to do what they want 
regardless oh, you're of goddamn happened, right they're gonna do it regardless they of what of what laws are put in place and uh, they're gonna find loopholes and I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that this does happen in the future not with maybe comedians again but maybe somebody else Elon maybe, Musk maybe a pol- maybe politicians which has happened maybe with celebrities which has happened with maybe with musicians it's happened <laughs> it's just it's gonna happen again it's a history repeats itself it's just gonna happen but it's gonna be they're gonna find a loophole to make bro it something instead different. of transcendence having johnny depp what if it was t-pain nappy boy radio oh what if they auto-tuned johnny depp's voice in that film hell no that wouldn't have worked at all speaking of stuff that is Going, That's so funny. going away and talking about AI and talking about uh, the next step Why? in tech. We got to talk about Elon Musk and his Neuralink as the device has been stuck in somebody's brain already. Uh, I'm not surprised that man's like, we're moving to human I trials. Think, I think after we talked about that already. The first like person didn't ago. die. And you know? he's already taking up its theoretical uses. Um, yeah. Not only, they, not only that, but they talked about how the uh, first human patient is recovering very well. And shows promising neural spike detection. Okay, good. At the same time, monitor the shit out of him because you got the possibility of getting a lawsuit. Uh, Bro, what if he turned into Doc Ock? What? What if he turned into Doc Ock? I was gonna say, what if he turned more into like uh, Charles Xavier or something? Like that? <laughs> uh, He's like <laughs> looking in people's brains. Uh-oh. I'm hungry. <laughs> You know, like just definitely his Neuralink. So the Neuralink aims to produce a brain-computer interface that will allow a human to control and communicate with computers using only their brain activity. And he received the go-ahead for human trials last year from the U.S. Food and Drugs Administration, the FDA, and already completed the first procedure towards bringing this thing to the wider market. And um, it is fully implantable, cosmetically invisible, and designed to let you control a computer. I, at the same time, you should look at the longevity of the side effects. The use? Of the, the side effects of using it. Imagine if a child got a Neuralink I put bet in. It's gonna co- I, bet at some, I bet through these, it's going to cause hemorrhaging in the brain, maybe. I could see it happening. It could give them seizures. Oh my god, we watched Contagion. Oh my god, the music did in you? Contagion. Yes, it's we watched. Droning. Dude, I it's did not very, like it, it at it all. Makes you sick like, yeah, it. I did not like that, and I don't like Matt Damon generally. Like, I don't like him as an actor that much. Did you like, ever Gwyneth Paltrow, just eat it. I did. You know what? I made a whole ass comment about it, and I went, I asked everyone. I was like, name me one Gwyneth Paltrow movie that's good, where she's the main actress. You can't, can you? But it's because it's hard, because she's not a good actress. And in, in Contagion, it's it's not that I, I wanted to see her die. It's that her death is is stretched. It's stretched out. It's definitely right. what's going on in that film. I mean, like, the CDC officer was more stretched out than anything else. Like, fucking Kate Winslet just uh-huh. dying uh-huh. again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Am I right on that Yes, one? Gwyneth Paltrow dies at the beginning. Does she? Yeah, Kate Winslet is the CDC officer that dies. Ah, uh, yeah. There's two. There's two. There's a there's lot two of famous people. There's a film. lot of famous people in that. Matt film. Damon, Quint Winslet, Juloff, Lawrence Fishburne, Gwen Twelve, Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Marion Cotillard, which that name doesn't sound familiar, but you'll know the face. Um, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. Holy fucking yes. shit! Yes, Brian fucking Cranston. 
He was like part of like either the CIA or an FBI officer or whatever. Home defense. It was it was the uh, he was a home defense officer. Yeah. Anyways, insane. Going film. back to the Neuralink though, um, as far as the only company in the field, neither is the first to implant it without within the patient. Uh, Synchron implanted uh, one of these into a patient, allowing them to communicate through thought using a computer in 2022. Um, they're at race at the Neuralink, essentially. Synchron and um, Tesla, I guess, Synchron. are trying to become the first to, to create something like this. It looks like Bill Gates is trying to get into it and Jeff Bezos for some reason. Jesus. So, <clears throat> wait. Jeff Bezos. Hold on. Oh, Jesus for short. Hold on. Gabe Newell, founder and CEO of Valve, has previously said that BCI implants could lend to a future of gaming that is superior to reality. Yeah, dude. We're going to play Honeypot in 3D on our eyes. You know what this makes me feel like? We're getting (laughs) getting closer and closer to actually the effects of this kind of stuff, like how kind of the story of Cyberpunk 2077 is and some of Deus Ex Machina is kind of. Fucking Deus Ex, bro. Deus Ex series. Yes. Yes. Not, not Not the film. No, wait. No, it is Deus Ex Machina. No, you're right. Yeah, like, I was thinking of Ex Machina, which is... Which no, is, yeah, no, not, not Ex not Machina. Yeah. Like, I know what you're talking about, Deus, uh, Deus yeah. Ex. So. Anyways, moving on from that wild uh, thing going on, we got another wild thing. Wild fucking not shit going really, on. As it's another layoff. At this point, like, this is... this. No, don't get it wrong. This is wild, but we're not surprised. I'm not surprised it's still happening. Right, right, right. That's companies. what I'm saying, because there's... Uh, we're going to cover... A few big ones today, you know. Uh, the first one come, coming from Ruiner developer Raycon Games uh, has reportedly laid off 60 to 70 people or roughly 80% of its fucking workforce, Damn. according to Kotaku. 80% of its workforce. What is Ruiner developer? Yeah. Know, I need to know what... Uh, Raycon Games uh, was previously, previously responsible for the isometric shooter Ruiner, oh. which received generally positive reviews in 2017. In 2021, it, it teased its next project, do, uh, dubbed Codename Final Form, which was planned to be published under PlayOn, uh, owned by Embracer Group's uh, Prime Matter label. We love Embracer Group. They're back. So that's where, where the money went. Yep, got that's it. where the money came from. Uh, you no, just I'm gotta, saying where, where it disappeared, because Embracer was tied to them. That, that too. Like... But uh, Kotaku's ongoing tracker estimates nearly 6,000 developers have been let go. Uh, so far. Um, so the this next the, up... This is already in the first month of 2024. Next up, uh, this we got... This includes a large portion from Microsoft. Microsoft <laughs> lays off 1,900 staff from its video game workforce. What? Um, like... You grew too big, guys. In... Uh, no, everybody's just gonna make their own fucking studio now there's enough people out there to where you can have a whole other AAA studio that doesn't exist right now but i'm saying filled with all of those positions I'm saying like, a, lot of, a lot of this comes from them growing these companies just growing themselves way too big but I, i'm saying like there is now enough workforce mm-hmm. for brand new publishing houses to pop up what did i what did i listen to recently it was today it was some video or something like that talking about how 
companies will do this thing where the, the, the management of companies, that's what it is, as they grow larger, the management of the company becomes less and less communicated with the actual workers of the company. Well, yeah, the higher you go up, you know, like the less communication that there is, and it's not going to reach the top. It's going to cause issues and, and, and stuff like that with that as you grow, which is why you need more positions to fill and whatnot and, and that more communication to be able to build. But at the same time, I think you should be able, you should have a structure, a plan structure of what happens for communication when you grow to that size. You should, ha you should have that, that plan thought out. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like, at least have the idea of, oh, if we blow up, what, how are we going to be able to keep communication, which is a big portion to uh, a lot of this. And I guarantee you it's a big portion to why these jobs are being let go, because what we've seen in the past recently is... These big companies have made uh, missteps, major missteps, and now they have to deal with financial it department. through finances, through legal stuff, which causes them to deal, pay out more money, that with too. lawsuits, allegations. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a. They're, they're essentially they're bleeding themselves with money right now. They're, they're bleeding themselves of money right now because of all the shit. With money, of money, young money, I, bro. blood money, blood money. <laughs> <laughs> But um, essentially, they let they left uh, they 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 basically reduced the size of their gaming workforce by approximately nineteen hundred roles out of twenty two thousand people. So yes, even though that they have twenty two thousand people, that is I I could that's probably, a city. I could do the math right now. Let's just do the math and see how much of that is. Uh, what do you mean? That's like ten percent of the workforce, something like that. Eight percent. Uh, yeah, eight point eight point six percent of the workforce. Yeah, still, it's almost ten percent. That's what I was saying, like eight to ten percent, something like that. It's still crazy. According to the math in my head, anyway. Still, still crazy, but yeah, no, this is just this this whole. There's a, a Phil Spencer created a memo. Um, I'm sure he did about it. It's a long memo. It's like it's like three paragraphs long. I don't want to read into it. But um, I don't blame Phil for any of this. By the way, did you know that somebody on Fallout 76 found a person with the gamertag P3? And if you know, if you, I didn't know this, but in in Phil Spencer's Twitter handle, he goes by Xbox P3, and they found out that was actually Phil Spencer playing Fallout 76. Really? Yes, that happened recently. So if you find a Twitter handle, not Twitter handle, if you find a, 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 a Fallout play, 76 player named P3, that's Phil Spencer playing the game. Okay. Yeah. So he did. I just go over and drop Simpack. <laughs> that's what they were doing. They were. He was a level 11 player in that game. So who knows? Maybe he was playing it recently, started a new character or whatnot. Right. From what I saw. But they were dropping Stimpaks. They were giving him stuff and whatnot. Just they're being being exactly how uh, most 76 players are yeah you just so, have a few select assholes out there me, who have a different sense of fun i don't i like <laughs> like phil's the one that is made has to make these like not these decisions but make the executive decisions the, like yeah. overhead heart like big he makes he decisions. makes the speaker decisions not the speaker he makes he announces decisions i don't think he has the overhead is what is his role in the film <laughs> Is he the CEO? Business executive. Okay. Oh, he is the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Mm -hmm. Damn. Shit. Okay. Yeah, he had to make the uh, painful decision. It's, he says the people who are directly impacted by these reductions have all 
played an important part in the success of Activision Blizzard, Zenimax, and Xbox team. We are grateful for all our creativity. We will provide our full support to those impacted, including severance benefits informed by local employment laws. Those whose roles will impact it will be notified, and we ask you to please treat the department colleagues with respect. Um, I think that this might also be a response to the the force of video game and game developers wanting to unionize. Yeah. Because if they unionize, their costs go up on their end. You know what I mean? Like hiring like lawyers and shit like that and you know representatives for the people and it's a big thing right now you had recently as well part of those layoffs uh president mike yabara of blizzard entertainment has announced he's leaving the company um chief design officer of and co-founder alan admin of blizzard is also leaving the developer uh the developer behind um, I don't. i don't blame him yeah um, oh, long development survival game called Odyssey has been cancelled um, from Blizzard. I, these are new things that I'm just finding. Yeah, it's just a lot of lot of stuff going right now. Shakeups and the and the layoff and layoffs in gaming right now. Embracer it's group. scary to see, especially when it's the thing I want to go do. Yeah, Embracer Group is no uh, no um, stranger to these layoffs, but not that's not what's happening right now as the newest thing from them is they're canceling um, the Deus Ex video game as layoffs hit the Eidos Montreal studio as well. So, this Deus Ex game was in two years of development. You know, like, I I, I, I hate seeing people throw a perfectly good project out the window. And out of of the Eidos developer studios... Eidos Montreal has always put out great content to me. If I believe Eidos Montreal, most recently, the most recent thing I remember them putting out was the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. I had a blast playing that. They put out the Deus Ex uh, video games, the first two. They put out Shadow of, a Tomb, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which did really well. Um, they're part of Square Enix, but they have put out uh, some really good content over the... Uh, over the uh, over the over the years oh they did thief yeah i forgot about that one i played that one that was a really well put together stealth game so but they have layoffs coming and it just sucks their third entry into the deus ex series which people if if there's fans out there uh which they're more than likely were they were looking forward to this well yeah and now it's gone um for right another big installation just poofed out of the air yeah they had to put out a third a four paragraph thing again talking about it it wasn't their decision that that's no it came it came from embracer group yeah like and it's been a rumor ever since their their savvy games deal for like two billion dollars fell apart like that they've been doing like aggressive cutting for they tried to grow themselves too big without with money that they did not have yeah pretty much like they they couldn't walk the the walk like Mm -hmm. if you would like they could, they wanted to talk the talk, but they could not walk, walk the, the fucking walk. walk. walk yeah, the walk. Speak, walk the walk the hockey way. Walk, yeah, we gotta talk about the walk to walk of the PlayStation update though. Um, I mean, this isn't too, this isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's block it's it's blocking a device uh, that's that's had some controversy behind it. Um, the yeah, it, they device. say it gives players unfair advantages, uh, uh, like in competitive multiplayer games specifically. 
like FPSs, uh, like um, Call of Duties. Um, it has crossplay, uh, which has crossplay across PC and console. According to the website, Zen is used by over half a million people. Uh, it's on authorized third-party hardware, uh, such as Zim and Cronus Den, to benefit the likes of Aim Assist and reduced recoil while using mouse and keyboard. Um, it, it's pretty much just a company that allows you to micro-cheat, uh, which leads to your uh, overall success. It has it has better like AI when it comes to uh, you know aim assist and oh, shit like so that. Oh, so it learns. Yeah. It's a learn. It, it, it's it, it's AI learning and it helps you at gaming. That's great. Basically, it makes it it essentially makes you a better player without you having to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it to everyone else. Have fun playing with legitimate players for once. <laughs> uh, Xbox banned unauthorized controllers and accessories uh, in October of 2023. Was good. What? Yeah, I know, right? Like, cause uh, I remember people used to mod controllers a lot. Like that was hell out of controllers. I did that at one point. I I modded a, uh, a, a extra a, trigger. Not an extra trigger. A turbo trigger button, which would make anything that had like semi-auto shot right just it would, make it full auto yeah it yeah. would send it uh um uh, now loop. granted i did have third party ones but they worked like absolute dog shit <laughs> so wireless no corded, um, but they were still bad jeez <laughs> when so. you said it was still corded and it was bad i was like oh well, like like it worked for like a good solid few days and then it just it does some dumb shit and then it, it because, drift because it's cheap as crap that's all it is it's, it's cheap it's not worth like the 50 dollars controllers at the time it was like 10 dollars 20 dollars and it said oh turbo fire mode but it look it has like this weird like design to it it's it's not ergonomic for your hands <laughs> that's the reason why my hands look this, like that, that today the third part that's the third player controller you give to your friends when they come over to your house oh my fucking god that's why I got, like, at least four playing controllers for each console. Yeah. Now. Well, speaking of... If I hate someone, I'll give them the red one, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one pisses me off. Speaking of more content coming to uh, consoles and whatnot, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, it's PlayStation and exclusive content is soon... I should have just said, since we're talking about PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive content in Hogwarts Legacy is going to be given to all players. Yeah, they're finally going to release it all uh, to for its one-year anniver- launch anniversary. Um, it's unclear when the content will become available on platforms like PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S, but it sounds like it will land uh, in the summer sometime. So um, it includes the Haunted Hogsmeade quest, which I've done. Uh, which, upon completion, grants the access to the Hogsmeade shop, as well as the shopkeeper cosmetic shop. Hogsmeade shop? But yeah. Like a bunch of Hogsmeade shops, so is it specific on It's a one? specific one. Okay. But uh, while it is unclear when the content will hit the new audiences, like I said, uh, it'll have new updates that will add new features for huh. the game after for its one-year um, anniversary. New game plus mode. Not new game plus, but like yeah, we'll see what happens. Definitely. I uh, mean, Katie and I just picked it up not even that long ago, and uh, it's been very fun. Um, I'm happy that you guys I are did, having a good time. I did it. take a break from it for a bit, but that's because Powell took my uh, my attention. Right. 
Power World I'm taking a break from because I felt like I hit a good spot. And now I'm jumping into other stuff. So I'm I gonna, get it, I'll trust me. Probably jump back into uh, 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 fuck. What was I gonna say? <clears throat> I don't remember. Uh, Hogwarts back into that because I, I, Katie's way farther than I am. She's like, she's like twice as far as I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm happy to know she's having a good time. She, she, she doesn't have the same reaction skills as I do and you do because she didn't play first-person shooters like we did all of her life. <laughs> so, so instead. She likes how this game has a story mode, which dumbs down a lot of the combats, like per, like the skill set uh, stuff where you have to have those fast-paced uh, thinking stuff. Right. But it focuses more on the story aspect. But at the same time, I've watched her play. It still gives her a challenge challenge with the combat, and I, it, but it's not like overwhelming right right because like i would play through battles that uh, you know what i mean like on the on the uh the harder mode which i like to play my games on harder mode sometimes like like she wanted to play through frontiers for real challenge but she couldn't get into how quick you have to be in the quick time events are it's not quick time events it's literally your combat is is fast you oh okay you're lit you saw how i moved yeah yeah yeah. i'm quick as shit and in, You're just long as hell. Yeah. So, long boy. But, like, it's it's a game where you have to have, like, quick-paced reactions and stuff like that. But I wish more games would go with at least, like, the more story-oriented game. Story oriented games will have, like, a story mode mm-hmm. uh, that works with that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what goes on. I collected like almost all of these. She's working on getting all of them. Yeah. She's working on getting all of them. Anyways, um... We're going to talk about a big open world game recently that we've been always talking about, Pow World, as the Pokemon Company has made an official statement on it. As, yes. Uh, which, so what they said is, we intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts with, that infringe within intellectual property rights related to Pokemon. Here's my thing about this, though. They don't, they don't specifically mention Power World by name, but it is very clear that it is a response to the incredibly successful survival game. Not only that, a lot of people, uh, Pokemon fandom and stuff like that, saying, oh, they stole assets, which is not true. That's uh, not true. <laughs> like, it, They may have used AI in assistance, but... That, that also is possibly not true. We don't... Like, there's people... I there's, may have, is what I said. that are like, making a bunch of random nonsense online. Like... I get that, oh, they probably used the same assets, they stole assets from Pokemon and just adjusted them. No. The person who said that said they were lying and they were mad that the game it, 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 it glorifies animal abuse. It, it really does, doesn't. It doesn't. You want to know why? Most survival games have the same exact mechanics going on with it. The only difference is... You they can blur catch, it. <laughs> you can catch this. You can catch these creatures and make them seem like... Make them feel like you're friends. And make them feel like you are... They're, they're like you can, you can create a relationship with them. That's the only difference. You have a sense of morality that you're building with these things. And then it gives you the devices to do terrible things to them. But right. it's not making it so that you have to do that. That's just that's just humans being. That's just people online doing doing their normal thing. And people online doing shit online. Scary. It's, it's unfettered. Yeah, pe- people will do whatever they want when they get a hands on like games like this, of course. So mm-hmm. they're just gonna get crazy with it. Um, but at the same time, like I'm gonna bring this up. 
this game's been in development for like I think three years. The Pokemon company would have known about it. They would have done something by now, but they haven't. So there's I don't think they're gonna do anything. Literally. I they, I, I highly doubt they're gonna do anything for, against this game. So I'm just laughing because my mom sent a picture in their group chat with me and my sister earlier of me and Brian just passed that passing out on the couch. Like I had my headphones on from my game. still. 76 was just fucking in the background. Like I, I texted you. I was like, I am tired. And I am like, I'm so tired. More, more often than not though, about power world, it focuses more on stuff that like comes from like the survival aspects of arc survival and Valheim rather than Pokemon. The only concept that's the same is you capture creatures and you you can keep them and they have like the same kind of like things set up for, for like how you keep them and like keep the the other ones that are not in your team and whatnot. But not it's it's still its own thing. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. They did go after a guy which we talked about last week that did mod the game to have actual Pokemon in it. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> makes well, sense. like, it, he also tried to make a profit off of it, which was the problem. Yeah, like, so. you can't you can't steal somebody else's IP and then make money off of it. I'm like, not, I'm not going to call Power World a, a Pokemon ripoff. It's not. It's okay. not, but I, that person who modded it in, that was a ripoff of Pokemon. Yes. Like, so, I mean, I think the, the gist is games that deal with you capturing creatures... In, in like sphere balls or when anything like that it might take an inspiration for pokemon but it's not a direct ripoff i'll say that much um since we're talking about new games coming out though uh suicide squad killed the justice league dude this one fully sent me i was, was like yo what the hell to come out for it did this launch it came out and, and they boomerang that shit hour right back into out. It's deluxe edition early access launch. They had to take it down because of a bug that completely completes the whole story when you start the game. <laughs> I want to know how they didn't catch this bug. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know how they didn't catch it either. Like, you like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this this uh, it doesn't come until. February twenty February second. That's what I was thinking of. This one releases February second. This this weekend. Uh, but the people who paid extra thirty dollars for the deluxe edition were granted three days of early access. It should be available, but they had to take it offline and will be for several hours. So you are probably already missing probably a whole day of play. Is right. what they're probably saying. Which uh, not not great. That's not great. That's really not great. Um, they say number of players, so not <laughs> They all. just turn it on and it's fully completed. Not, Jesus, that's That's so the glitch. Like, it's, for, whereby, upon logging into the game for the first time, they have the full story completion. That's crazy. It's not all players, but it's some players. Some players. So, I feel like this has to be something that game, that game developers do. Test it on multiple different, I hope they're doing this, test it on multiple different consoles. Well, same. Yeah. Like, early access is their only, it's their first grounds of, hey, how is this going to go? Same with Power World right now, should, early access. They should test it on some of their developers' own, like, devices and stuff like that. I'm sure that they did, but you can only run so many tests before the glitch pops up. You I understand what I mean? how they didn't catch this, though. That's a very insane one. Maybe get. it's literally one in a million. 
know. You know what I mean? Or yeah. or two in a million, whatever, you know? But they didn't play the game a million times. I want to see They it. only have X amount of workers, and they're, half of them are fired. I want to look up and see if this has been fixed. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there's a controversy that's been it has another controversy as uh hmm. Yeah, but and the people are saying that it has a uh controversial thing with Batman. I'll talk to you about that after. Okay. Not like not like anything bad, just people did not like what they did with the character. Right. As it's Kevin Conroy's final appearance as Batman. People get touchy when it comes to things I'll, I'll that they're you, I'll that, tell you about it. that they're used to. Plus, it you know ties I mean? into the Arkham Batman from the Arkham video games. It's the same character, right? And so, and th- this is Kevin Conroy's final performance as that Batman. And I'll tell you more about what happens with that Batman. If you want to look it up for yourself and spoil the game, go ahead. But it is a it is a spoiler of the game and a in a story point of it. Right. So. Um, yeah, well, I'll just have to wait and see on where people lie with this. Right now, their views aren't great because of that. Tell me where your views like lie. that controversy. That con- <laughs> that, that con- it's not even a controversy. It's just a story point that people just don't like. They're just like, this sucks. They didn't like it. Bad uh, opinions. And that, and that makes people uh, uh, not enjoy it, and they're just going to review it bad. Not only that, but it sounds like uh, this whole live reservist thing is not, not working out the best. Right. So the last two thing, last three things we're going to talk about is a, a Nintendo Switch controller that is designed and in branded with Oscar Mayer hot dogs. I know, I know. Like this one was a very interesting <laughs> find for strange. me. So the yeah, oh Hyperkin is also partnering with brands that brands like Kool Aid and Kraft. Of course, Sriracha. Yeah, Sriracha is another one. Uh, um, this is a, just another one. They this had... is just another one for them. And Oscar Mayer is uh, they've they've got a wiener for your hands. Yeah, hand I'm wiener. Look at their other their other a playful designs. hand wiener. Snack time. Got. Uh, no, I mean it just that's that's wild. But yeah, you can get that. There goes also the. Uh, oh, here they are. Found them. Hot dog one. This is the limited edition sriracha one. Is that one nerds? This one's Kool Aid. Oh, I can't see from oh, here. Oh, here. I'll click on it. Kool Aid. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't like this design at all. It's it's not great. I thought it was nerds. No. Uh, here's the sriracha one. Let me click on that one. That one. I'm. I don't have a problem with that one. That one's that one's basically what you get. Uh, what else you got? Oh, the cases that come with them? Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also sold a couple other ones. I guess these ones sold out. This is a cat girl one. That's a pretty cool. Uh, Ooh, I like that 50-50 one Tetris. there in the middle. The yeah. pixel one. This is this is from a show. They have a tex- Tetris one. I love Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but if you want to get these, they're available on the website and also on Amazon. Uh, Shout out. Go get Go get it if you play Switchy. Switchy poo. Uh, yeah, and you don't want to use a Joy-Con. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into two final things of uh, toys. As I've talked about NECA's Universal Monsters x Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot, a lot of times. 
we have about, we really have talked, talked about them about quite a bit. The Hunchback one, the Mummy one with Michael An- that's Michelangelo inspired. I think the Hunchback one was Donatello or Leonardo. There was the uh, I think there was a vampire one that recently came out. The Frankenstein one did come out. There was a creature of the Black Lagoon one. Lagoon. Uh, and now they've created a werewolf one with uh, Raphael being the werewolf. Um, it actually looks pretty... It, I mean, they all look really great. It comes with a bear trap, by the way. His kai Free bear trap? His kai's no actually are made of bones. Um, really nice design. Uh, I'll show you the bear trap. It's right here. There's the bear trap. There's the bear trap. He's, That's pretty cool. He's covered in hair. Uh, they go all over. Like he's. It, I mean, it's it's just it's it's a nice design. It's always been a nice design. Um, the shell has fur on it too. Does it? Yeah, it's furry. Oh, okay. Yeah. They so, really put some craftsmanship into that shit. They they do a good job with these. I've always I've always enjoyed uh, always enjoy talking about these. These are these are thirty five dollars, but they have a lot of interchangeable parts and whatnot that come along with it and little accessories. So right. Um, yeah. No. Hell if yeah. You want to get these? Uh, go for it. I mean, you can make a whole set of, of them with these. So I don't think they're gonna stop. Oh, there was the Invisible Man one as well. That one. I remember that one. Cool one. Yeah, so. the mummy one, the invisible man, like no. the swamp. It had the swamp thing. I or the it, I, it was the creature from the black. Lagoon. Oh, the creature from the black lagoon. Yeah, yeah my so, bad. Last one. Uh, I didn't know this only shows the Kong set, but I was gonna talk about both of them. I mean, just talk about both of them. Uh, this I learned about just today. I am big into mega constructs, or what was known as mega blocks, before it changed its name. Uh, Mega, just in general, I just like their sets more, and just the more in-detail design of their sets, I always enjoyed it. Uh, and Respect. now they have partnered with Godzilla X-Kong, and they've released two sets. That Not Godzilla. They involve Godzilla. One has Godzilla full-scale. Not full. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Buildings high. Full You're going to use your entire life savings to buy this Godzilla Mega Blocks Godzilla. That's, that's something that I don't think anybody will ever see, ever, or expect to see. But uh, they're releasing two of these. One is uh, a figure of Kong from Godzilla x Kong, and one is a figure of Godzilla from Godzilla x Kong. Both price ranged at $50. Um, they are both around... Um, oh, Kong comes at 8, inch tall, eight inches tall. This one talks only about Kong. Um at full height, uh, he has the the, iron, the gauntlet that was in the trailer and his axe from the third film. Um, third Godzilla film, Godzilla versus Kong. He got the axe from that. Yep, yes. Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, and then it comes with like a little waterfall rocks uh, thing or, or something like that. I think um, it looks like it. But then the Godzilla one is. Oh, sure. It is. Godzilla with his pink form from the most recent film, and he is towering over a monarch building. Um, and I'm pretty sure if I can find the size of him, uh, his size was uh, like 10 inches tall, almost a foot. Um, right. When I the pictures don't really do it justice. If you really want to get a good look at these things, look up a review because that's how I got it looked up at, shown to me. And seeing somebody with it hands-on definitely does it more justice than seeing it through the pictures. Right. So I would like to get the Godzilla one, honestly. 
I, I don't think I need Kong, but having Godzilla, even though that he has the pink spikes and whatnot, I I, I still would like to have it. it it's a it, it's it's a mega block it's a mega blocks uh, set that only comes around like once, and then once it's gone, it's gone, and then it gets resaled for like a hundred dollars or three times as much. Right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's it for this pod. Uh, if you want to pick up what I'm, I talked about just recently or anything like that, you go to uh, Amazon and you'll find it. Um, anyways, that is it. That is it for the pod tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. As always, we will be back here next week. Um, we might be a day late depending on schedule conflicts we, we got something going on there's like personal stuff going on so like something going on that she needs to take care of so we'll figure it out but, yep but uh, you guys will be getting an episode next week uh but just look out for it yeah uh again thanks for listening and until next time keep it fresh keep it snappy keep it tight oh exact fact of oh. The day. Uh, i was the hoping week. to leave the unscathed week. uh Godzilla eggs. Eggs? Yeah. I thought you said AIDS at first, and I was like... Godzilla AIDS. Oh, my God. You know Godzilla has AIDS? Like, not like like the disease, but he has, like, AIDS. Like, people that help him out. On that note, we're ending this fucking podcast. They're, like, like assistants. Like, have you not seen them? They're, like, in, like, purple business suits. Nope, haven't seen them. They ride on his shoulder in Godzilla vs. Kong. Did you not notice them? Everybody, whenever you go watch those films, look for the purple people standing on Godzilla's shoulders. Zach sounds like he's taking mushrooms. All right, we need to go. I'm seeing the Zuzu bees. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh-huh. I'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> it seems as if you have done it. Done what you ask? Well, it seems like you have crawled into the internet wormhole known as the Spitting Nonsense Podcast and made it out alive. Congratulations, Wanderer.